Hey guys, and welcome to episode six of the Audience Please podcast with me, Adam. I'm keep this intro uh, super brief as the episode's a bit longer than usual. Um, I cover and review my favourite festival, uh, Arc Tangent, which is based just outside of Bristol. Um, the lineup of 2019 was absolutely fantastic, uh, and I've got two people on to help me review um, the various bands. Got Joe from Nuclear Blast Records and Jamila of Ithaca, uh, who also played on the Thursday. We we cover over thirty bands, starting with Big Lad, who opened the weekend on Thursday, all the way through the rain and mud of Friday to the legendary Meshuggah, who closed out the weekend on the Saturday. So thanks for listening. I uh, hope you enjoy it, and catch you next time. Bye. to my two guests for the Arc Tangent review, Arc Tangent 2019, mm-hmm. whoop whoop. Um, so do you want to introduce yourself guys, so everyone can hear your voice? I thought you were making introductions. No, you can you can introduce oh, yourself. Okay, well this is Joe Narn. Oh. <laughs> Hello, uh, yeah, I'm Joe, I work for Nuclear Blast Records. Still. Still, it's been like a year. Oh, because you've tried to cancel me twice, of course. Yeah. Uh, this is Jamila from everyone's least favourite math core band. <laughs> yeah. Wait, hang on. Jamila and the Ethicas. No way. <laughs> Ma- math core band. That I wasn't offended by the least favourite bit. It was the, the math. Sorry, core bit. math rock. Wait, what? What? Just <laughs> trying to get worse. How would, yeah. how, how would you how would you describe Ethica then? Shite. <sighs> yeah. Just desperate. Still around. Um, yeah. <laughs> Still going. Still um, trying. No, just not <clears throat> not math core. Ma- what did you say? Math core? Mm. Or um, math anything. Geography uh, rap. Geography rap. What was yeah, geography rap. What was the what was the <clears throat> old thing? What was the lazy journalism we always used to get? Uh mathy math, melodic hardcore. Um oh, nice. <clears throat> yeah. That. Anyway. Yeah, nice. Hello. Hello. Hi guys. Hi. Hi. So, um, yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast, guys. We've come here to review the greatest festival in the world. Joe's pulling face. My favourite festival <laughs> in the world. It's very good. Yeah. It's also my favourite festival. Well, one of my... It's my favourite UK yeah. festival, I'll yes. say that. Yes, I would definitely say festival. it's the best UK festival. I haven't done Quite too possibly, much. Possibly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean... Roadburn still exists, so let's keep it to the UK. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Roadburn still exists. We were going to be so much fun. My name is Jane Garner, and I work for the Nuclear Blast. Before we started recording, we were just talking about Roadburn and how it is awesome. And it is. That we're all planning to go next year. And there's a really good announcement. Oh, it's, will it come out? The announcement was really good. Oh, really? What yeah. was the announcement? Oh, nice. Oh, you said it's already come out. I'll tell you later. Yeah, tell you later. <laughs> Fine. Um, so... 
me and Joe were there all weekend, but just for reference, Jamila only bothered to turn up for one day. Fake man. Uh, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, just just for reference, but um, yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna fly through all of the amazing bands of the stacked lineup that was Arctangent. Um, but I just wanted to talk a bit around like the festival itself mm-hmm. and the site and the bars and stages. So, what do you think of the festival as a whole? The atmosphere the bars, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's fucking great. Yeah, see, it's, I don't know, seeing it grow over the past couple of years has been amazing. Obviously, yeah. it's still only a very tiny festival. And I think people are really shocked when they come for the first time because yeah. to have a festival of that size book the level and the calibre of bands that it does... I, even I met a couple of people this year who like come from overseas or come from Europe or from even further who were like, holy shit, didn't realise it was so small yeah. just because of how big the lineup is, yeah. which is really a testament to them, really, and yeah. being able to book bands like that, but still keep the festival itself small and feeling, you know, you know, very, it's like, a, it's, it's very, it's very community focused. Exactly, yeah, and you literally took the words out of my mouth because yeah, like the last. <clears throat> oh, so this is my fifth year of going. How, how many how many years have you gone? Uh, four. Four, and you've I gone. This was only my second. Yeah, yeah, second year. But yeah, I've been going five years, and I started going because of some very good friends of mine. But since then, I've met a gazillion amazing people <laughs> like yourselves and like, yeah. but like other people like I've met a lot of like the Bristol based <clears> lot <throat> and mm-hmm. always bang on about them anyway but um, yeah it's definitely got that community feel it's it was 5,000 people and I was chatting to someone I think it's grown to about 8,000 yeah, this year was uh, supposedly the first year they Properly bumped up the capacity. Yeah, to seven or I heard. Seven. I heard the number ten thousand <clears throat> being bumped. Um, no, uh, but I'm not sure it's quite that big. I don't, I don't, I don't think it was quite that big, but yeah. it definitely felt busier. But they've they grew the campsite. Yeah. yeah. They changed the setup in the main arena. They opened it up the main arena. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like going in there this year and just being like, oh, everything's moved around. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The like, huge, What's going on? The huge merch <coughs> tent as well. Yeah, it was which, nuts. which was really good. That was much better. Rather than having the merch tent over tucked over by the PX3 stage. Yeah, yeah it used is... to be like on the left hand side, didn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. Mm. they swapped that for a bar, I think. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, th- I think it's worth noting as well that despite the fact the festival's grown, like this year, it's, you know, bumped up to almost double the size. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a festival that's striving to be like a bigger festival. Like yeah. it seems, mm. it's so grassroots and it seems really happy with what it is and it's very self aware of like, we are this niche specialist festival that caters to these people that like this very specific thing and they seem very happy to just continue pumping out these kind of frankly ridiculous lineups yeah. to just like appease that portion of the population and which like is you, sick yeah and like you were saying it, it like it definitely attracts people from all over so I yeah. met some people from who've come over from <coughs> France this year there was a guy who's been coming for I think it's six years so one more year than me come over from Portland every year Portland, Oregon yeah. Yeah. and he helps out in festival now <laughs> yeah. it's just like it's mad nice. but it's that thing it just they know what it's about yeah, yeah. and Absolutely. they've kept it that way which is amazing yeah they, they know their audience they know you know well they they they've managed to book the kind of lineup that means people will come from 
fucking frankly mm. quite ludicrous places because they know they won't see that one up anywhere else yeah and yeah. who else can say that they do that do you know what I mean what other festival can do that so yeah exactly so I think that leads on very nicely to talking about the bands that we saw so yay um, so I'm going to talk briefly around <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah music, music. yeah we love music <laughs> um, yeah so I'm going to talk briefly about Wednesday though um, so Wednesday night, there wasn't any music technically, but they had an awesome mini silent disco, which was good fun. So, which FYI, as yeah. you all probably know, is Adam's favourite part of it. Yes. It is also mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do love a bit of silent disco. Um, and we'll talk about the lack of silent karaoke. Let's I know. just talk about that. So, um, we were planning on doing some silent karaoke together this year. We were, yeah, we were supposed <laughs> to be doing some silent karaoke together, but unfortunately, I didn't, <clears throat> couldn't stay yeah. for the rest of the festival. But no, they didn't have silent karaoke this year. Yeah, I know, I know. So, if anyone from Arc Tangent's listening, I know Keisha, you see, listens in. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, please yeah. get silent karaoke back for next year because I want to be on stage singing Slipknot. That was incredible. I don't want to see that, to be honest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We were going to do a duet. Yeah, I'm just going to get a keg and a baseball yeah. bat. And we do some slip. I will say now, if they get it back next year, I will be the keg. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You can just smack me with whatever you can get your hands on. <laughs> you love that. That would be way too exciting for let's, me. I'm let's not, sure not go any further yeah, with that. Yeah, I'm not, not sure people need to know about this. So, uh, yeah, anyway, Wednesday night, there was a mini silent disco at the Purity um, Bar, which was good fun. Miles from FG and... Cat and uh, well, a few people from the Bristol lot basically DJed. It was good fun, it was nice and chilled out. Had a couple of beers, yeah. Went to bed reasonably early for a change, <laughs> yeah. Um, which meant it was fresh for Thursday, but it was good. One thing I would say is it was good that they had early entry on the Wednesday this year because, unlike you, Joe, I managed to yeah. be there. For the bands, nice and early. Mm, funny, funny, funny that. <laughs> funny that. Funny that. Yeah. I was allowed to be people, nice about your band. People, but people turning up. People turning up to a festival to watch the band. <laughs> what? what? Sorry, how many days were you there? <laughs> I have a very yes. legi- legitimate reason for not being able to stay for the whole festival. Yeah. Yeah. So. Let's not let's not hold that against her. Oh, yeah. How dare you? She's lactose intolerant. It gets to her. Oh my god. <laughs> Lulu will hear about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew this would go on for a tangent. Uh, all my, an, an, an arc tangent. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. is. Uh, it was reusing re- someone else's joke. <laughs> boo, boo. Um, so, <laughs> Thursday. Let's get on to Thursday. So, it opened up with Big Lad, and mm-hmm. what can I say? They oh my God. still the best band name, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Well, better than, better than Previously Shit Wife. Yeah, yeah they were Previously Shit Wife. But um, Big Lad, great way to open up the festival. Um, they opened up with an Apex Twin cover. Mm-hmm. So what? Mm-hmm. How yeah. is this the first I'm hearing of this? So what was it? Was it Come to Daddy? Yeah. So oh. they, they always play Good Come Lord. to Daddy. Well, not always, but um, <clears throat> they started with Come to Daddy. That's phenomenal. And just played it for about ten minutes. Yeah. Oh. Just extended it and. I wish it out. every band had done that. So God. did you manage to catch them? Yes. So yeah. we were like running late on the way to get to the festival basically and we were really worried that we'd have to basically just turn up. Yeah. Like literally get get to Arc Tangent, drive straight through, drive all the way through the festival to the stage and like literally just get out and like <laughs> fucking go on. Uh, but luckily we managed fucking we, we managed to make it with, <laughs> with some time to spare. Um 
So when we, by the time we did turn <clears> up, uh, Big Loud were still on. Nice. So I think we caught about That's half right. of their set. Yeah. Which was fucking right. unreal. Have you, have you seen them before? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So the last time I saw them was a really long time ago. It was yeah. years ago. It was when they were Shitwife. Yeah. yeah. And it was when they played on the floor of the Black Heart. Yes, I missed wow. that. Yeah. Mm, did I miss that show or was I there? They've, they've, they've played the Black Heart a few times, yeah. but they always do that in the Black Heart. And yeah. it was like, this was probably, I would say, maybe like five or six years ago. Yeah. And it was, even then, was one of the best things I'd ever seen. Yeah. And it's the first time I'd seen them since then. So watching them on that stage and seeing people, they were full tent. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, they were the first, first band. Yeah. Like, well, we were kind of like, when we pulled up, we were like, oh, we, we were the first band of the day, like, I wonder what it's going to be like. Rocked up to the stage and they had a full ten and people were going absolutely fucking nuts. And yeah. th- also, they looked like they were having such a good time. Like, it was <clears throat> infectious. I don't think I've ever seen them play a bad show, ever. No. Um, I mean, they're both... Well, Wayne, I know Wayne's like... A massive music nerd anyway and mm. like he's he's always like 110% on stage mm-hmm. um, and that's why he's now got pet brick with Igor oh, Valera yeah, because yeah, yeah. Igor was yeah. so impressive like I think he w- may have been at that Blackheart show or the other one right um, but that's I think that's why pet brick started yeah. because Igor turned up and was just like so blown away and what just I've, approached Wayne what I've heard is that, yeah apparently Eagle called him up somehow got his phone number and was like hey this is Eagle Cavalera do you want to start a band and so Wayne was it. like no it's not yeah exactly <laughs> and then well, like, off. he's like oh no wait you actually want to do that and I saw Pet Brick supporting Full of Hell and the Body earlier this year and it was yeah like horrifically nihilistic in the best possible way it was just like 40 minutes of white noise and I've never been so happy yeah it was so great. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, big big prompts to a uh, big lad um, and big yeah, Wayne. Big name, yeah. big lad, big name, big sounds. <laughs> big Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Um, so before we get on to uh, your set, I just want to talk very very briefly around Beft, and I'm really yeah. really gutted I missed this, but I feel like I have to talk about it. So. Um, for people uh, listening that may or may not know, there's a band that um, had very close ties to the festival called Cleft, mm-hmm. and Dan Wild Beasley unfortunately passed away um, last year. Very, very sad. Um, so they did a really, really cool thing. Um, Cleft, um, the, the remaining member of Cleft, and Alpha Male Tea Party and mm-hmm. Mike Venner got together and did a tribute set to him, um, which was really, really beautiful. Um, and the, the really, really, really nice thing is they got um, a lot of the Bristol scene musicians up to play a single note in D in, uh, in remembrance for him. So um, shout out to all of those guys. And I think they've recorded it. So I really, oh, really, I really, really hope they have. So um, yeah, I'd be really... Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that. I like I said I'm I'm pretty heartbroken that I missed that. Yeah. So um, but absolute props to that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. anyway. Move on from that. Yeah. <laughs> Move on from yeah. that. Yeah. Heavy, heavy note. Yeah. How was the uh, Ithaca set? Uh, it was alright. <laughs> <laughs> alright? No, it was, it, was, it was better than alright. <laughs> I mean, I was down the front and it was better than alright. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was good. Um, yeah, like I said, like, I don't know, similarly, like, 
we were what the second or third band on uh, on on the first day of the festival so yeah we weren't really like crowd wise we didn't really know what to expect we knew you know from what people had said online there were quite a few people that wanted to come and watch us yeah and yeah there were some absolute fucking nutters coming from like like Germany and stuff who were like we're coming to watch your band like genuinely were like we're we're coming to watch you and I was like can I pay for your airfare or something because we've ripped you off like I don't understand like I'm very 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 confused about the whole situation Um, but obviously we yeah it was really interesting because we were like clashing with the Beth the Beth thing um so we were preparing to play to about 15 people yeah. um, for good reason. Yeah. And we were okay with that. Like yeah, yeah, we yeah. kind of resigned ourselves to being like, okay, well, if we've got like 15 or 20 people in the tent and we're, we're not mad about it because yeah, yeah. of what was going on in the other tent sort of thing. Um, we did our sound check and stuff and there were like a couple of people there. And then we left and came back about 15 minutes later and the tent was full. Yeah. And that spun me the fuck out I was like oh shit okay cool Um, and yeah it was just one of the most just insane sets we've ever played like yeah it was so joyful and I obviously had said on Twitter like it's BYOC you know it's bring your own confetti (laughs) and because you know that's like our thing um and in the run-up to the festival, we had actually planned on having our own confetti cannons again, which we like to do for, like, big shows, like... Yeah. But um, it was, like, a bit too close to payday, so <laughs> we were really poor, so we couldn't do it. So, yeah, the night before, the Wednesday <clears throat> evening, I, like, messaged our group chat and was like, fuck, I was going to go to, like, a party shop and just get some, like, silly handheld, like, confetti cannons. Yeah. But I can't. I'm, like, working till late now. Can anyone go? And Sam was like, mm, there might be one open near me, like, we'll go and see. Um, so he went and he bought, like, five or six of them. And I, like, that, like, that, the beginning of that week had already said, like, bring, bring your own confetti sort of thing. Because um, p- people have done it before for, like, a, like, release show and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so when we played our set and we got to the last song, I was like, sorry, we don't really have the confetti, but we do have these, like, who wants one sort of thing? And we only had, like, five five of them, but we didn't have enough to give to everyone. And then people just started pulling them out. Yeah. And people had brought them with them, and I, it, like, I lost my fucking mind. I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, looked, I looked around, so obviously saw you throw out um, those, like, like, four or five, mm-hmm. and saw them, like, go to a few people. Yeah. And then... As soon as you guys like started, I turned around and there was just confetti. Yeah. In this, like a lot more than that. In yeah, the sky. yeah. And I was like, where the fuck? Are, where the fuck <laughs> yeah, did that all everywhere. come from? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh shit! People like like you say, a lot of people did actually come for your set yeah. and came prepared. Yeah. Like that was actually a sign that people came prepared for your set. Exactly. So. Yeah. It was like it blew my mind because I was like, not. It's not like you're just bringing it to a show you've made the effort to bring it to a fucking festival like when you've got to carry the most stuff that you've got to carry like I was just like it was really heartwarming like I felt really emotional I was like all these people bought these spent money on these dumb things to like bring them just to see us play at fucking 20 past one on a Thursday afternoon yeah, and that's like insane yeah. um 
and we just had the fucking best time. I don't know. I, I hope everyone else enjoyed it. But yeah, it was it was it was sick from uh, from the crowd as well. So oh, thanks. So yeah, amazing stuff. Thank you. Good band. Good band. Oh, fuck you, Joe. Solid, <laughs> solid. <laughs> that should be a nice one. Oh, well. oh I thought you'd be sarcastic. I was going to say a solid three out of ten. <coughs> but there you go. <laughs> Oh, two of those points are because of the confetti. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <The stage. laughs> Extra point for the confetti. Yeah. Um, so after that, um, me and Joe went to go and see Bosk. So Joe, do you want to? We did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all, oh, very happily talk about Bosk. Yeah. So Bosk are quite easily one of my favourite UK bands for sure. Like yeah. they do that kind of slightly bonged out stonery post metal thing better than most other bands to be yeah, honest definitely um, so in the last couple of years since they come, they've come back I've seen them a whole bunch of times <laughs> and pretty much all of the time they've been playing stuff off their combat record which is Audio Noir which is yeah. Yeah. just killer like insane Yeah. for the first time they were playing new stuff at this and they opened with I mean it's hard to tell them it could have been one song it could have been three <laughs> they go on for so long but um it was it was kind of the first time I'd seen them where you kind of remembered that they're uh, uh, it sounds stupid but they're like a band like anyone else so mm. the songs that they haven't been playing for ten years don't aren't quite as tight and refined as everything else yeah and I don't think it was helped by their sound wasn't incredible like it was super bass heavy yeah um, and yeah it was just a little bit of a weird one but I mean those moments when they like locked into their groove were stellar yeah and when they're something they do that i absolutely love is their like i'd say maybe majority of their stuff is instrumental yeah um they don't have, they don't have many vocal songs at no all. like audio noir well and even when they do have vocals it will be like he comes on stage for like yeah a minute, that's what i mean screams so he will wait off stage so that the musicians uh you know behind him so to speak can kind of have you know their time to really develop the song and then when it's his part, he'll come on and do his parts, and I really like that. I like that it's a, uh, it's, you know, I like that he's not just standing around for the rest of it. Yeah. But his vocals are incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really good, but it was just a bit like, probably not the best environment to see them in, and I mean the like the only way I can describe it is it's the least good time I've seen them. I would I would agree. Um, we were talking about this earlier. Like I think. <clears throat> um, I was going to talk about the sound um, later on for an, uh, another band, but I think there were points in the arc stage this year where the sound wasn't that great. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know why that was, um, but definitely for Bosk, it wasn't how it should sound because as a, because they're such an instrumentally based band. Yeah. It should have sounded much bigger, much. Cl- for sure. Yeah. The clarity is like... I mean, it's always an issue with festivals, and I think for the most part, our tangent nail it, because they understand the music that they're showcasing is super intricate and layered and everything, yeah. but those moments where something falls slightly out of balance, it really can shift things off, like yeah. kilter, and I think that was kind of something that they ran into. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, I mean, you know, that's it happens. Like, yeah. I still with Bosk play anyway. Go and see them because they're the best. Yeah, yeah. I was always remember when they supported Russian Circles at o- o- Oval Space, oh, yeah. and I went with. I'm still heartbroken. Oh, it was so good. Um, was that with at 
Brutus as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. It was, yeah, Brutus opening, Bosk, and then Russian Circles. Oh, was that loud? And I was with a couple of mates, and they hadn't seen Bosk before because they were there for Russian Circles, mm-hmm. and they were absolutely blown away. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, cool. I actually, I had the same thing at Bloodstock last year or two years ago. Yeah. And one of my best friends from Ireland came over, and he's like, the kind of stuff he loves is more kind of like architecture, Parkway Drive, Comeback Kid, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, come and watch this band because I refuse to believe you can watch this band and not be blown away. Mm-hmm. And he has not stopped fucking talking about Bosk ever since. Like, to the point where I'm slightly regretting telling him about them. <laughs> it's like... Sharks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah, just good band, really. Really awesome. bloody Aww. good band. That's nice. Yeah. Nice. Go Bosk. Yeah, go Bosk. <laughs> um, so after that, I, I potted over to the new bar stage. So oh, yeah. um, just to Ooh. quickly talk about the new bar stage, they changed the layout, as we were talking about earlier, slightly bigger capacity. So they increased the size of the merch tent, and within the same tent, they put a tiny little bar stage and had a lot of like acoustic-y kind of mm-hmm. things on there. There were some bands that were supposed to be acoustic, like No Violet, and who played supposedly a full set. But <laughs> um, but yeah, Pave played on there, um, Leeds-based band, and yeah, they were really good. Um, if you like math rock with a sort of soul, Joe doesn't really like math rock that much. <laughs> Just shook his head at me. But I, I like math rock. Um, if you like math rock with a funky bass line, um, like solely funk bass math rock with a funky bass line yes uh describing if the cave are the one yeah Uh, (laughs) that's gonna be a recurring theme yeah it's the the next ithaca album yeah Um, yeah. but yeah pave pave are really awesome piano bass uh and drums beautiful beautiful stuff i mean it sounds awful what for you yeah for you guys it sounds awful (laughs) i'm not saying for me it sounds amazing because i know despite art tangent absolutely being rooted as a math rock festival <coughs> math rock for the most part does my absolute nutting really i find it really like grinding and a bit like, too noodly doodly yeah a bit too riddly there's give me some hate breathing <laughs> <laughs> there is points to be fair where you're like walking around and you're like yeah i don't know if i can cope with any more of this well, you just hear it. the distant twinkling yeah. well you have to you have to plan plan what you're gonna watch well otherwise you do end up yeah, overloaded. in like a math coma, particular, <laughs> particularly if you take as many drugs as I do that old time, <laughs> where you don't know whether it's fucking Christmas or Wednesday anymore, and like it's <laughs> everything's a struggle, and you're just like, oh. So yeah, I mean, plan, yeah, plan, that plan was, it well. That was my first year at Art Tangent, 2017. I went for Converge. And then was that like, did American football play that year? Mm, no, idea. no, no. I don't think so. It was the other headliner was Explosions in the Sky, mm. oh, and then Russian they Circles were fucking headlined amazing. on the Thursday. Yeah, didn't watch all of that. Yeah, yeah, um, missed out. But I was like, I'm just gonna go and like discover bands. And by the end of it, I was like, if I see one more band without a vocalist, yeah. before I die, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna kill myself. Well, I yeah, die. because it ends up just being hours and hours <clears throat> of like noodly doodly riddly yeah. diddly, which I love. Was great. Like you've that's, got to have a break. That's why I brought up American football because I don't really like them anyway. Mm-hmm. But I remember just walking back to the campsite and just hearing the distant twinkly guitars yeah. and then a trumpet just yeah. at the top. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm, I'm done. Too much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's too much. This is it. Absolutely. This is it. Um, cool. So after Pave, um, the uh, old Conjuritos. Oh, yeah, Conjur- the con- the con- yeah. The Cardly con- and the Conjuritos. Con- the so, yeah, the, the, yeah, Brady and the Conjurers. Yeah. Broadly, bro- Broadly. Broadly and the Conjurers. The Conjurers. <laughs> yeah. 
Shite band. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. I was going to be nice right, and call yeah. them one the best UK metal band. Or... Yeah, they probably are. <laughs> it's interesting that you'd say that. <clears throat> yeah. You're yeah. not a metal band. Move on. <sighs> yeah. You post hardcore maths. Excuse me. <laughs> With a trumpet. With a trumpet. We, we span all genres, therefore we're the best everything in the UK. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but you're not the best metal band, quote unquote. Learn how to do metal. Yeah, Conjurer are really good. <laughs> um, yeah, Conjurer. Yeah, I've seen that band m- more times than anyone should ever see that band. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're like annoyingly brilliant. Mm. Um, it's just, it's when it's immediate, it's so like palpably visceral. And yet when it slows down and goes into those heavy doomy parts it's like mm. suffocatingly bleak which sounds traumatising but that's kind of what I like um, yeah. so yeah they're just and they're so tight like every every time I see them there's a, there's a few bands there's actually one I'll, we'll talk about later where after you've seen them so many times you reach a point where you are a bit like yeah I kind of get it now like yeah. I know what you're doing like, yeah. it's fine still good but I think I've got it I've not hit that point with Condra yet and over the last three years I've seen them I don't know 10, 15 times probably yeah, yeah. like a stupid amount I mean what I will say about uh, Condra the con- the, the Condra is <laughs> Brett, Brett and the Condra is um, is that <laughs> they're like it, it's not like they're a band who were shit and have works their way up to being good that's yeah, not the case yeah. at all we played with them like five or six years ago <clears throat> yeah. and even back then playing like some some shithole in the midlands was like <laughs> careful what I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah yeah shithole. correct yeah um even then playing to like 10 people yeah it was like this band is sick. Why are they not huge? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Why are they not fucking massive already? Like watching them play. So it's not like they've had to make all of these huge, huge improvements to be the band that they are now. They've always been sick. Yeah. They've just gotten to a point yeah. now where other people recognize it and yeah. everyone knows it. So yeah. yeah, I guess that's a testament to them and the kind of music that they play and how, wonderfully competent they are at their instruments <laughs> yeah competent's a bit well not competent <laughs> I don't mean that in a patronising way enough. yeah well I mean competent I just no. mean a lot of bands are fucking yeah. barely competent yes. and yes. manage to be you know insanely successful which is infuriating but they're they're so good at what they do mm. so it's just I guess nice to see them get the credit for it now yeah and we'll and we'll talk about like the other Conjurer set, well, Kirsty's mm-hmm. Metal oh, right. later. For a second, I was like, they played again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree with that sentiment. In saying they should be bigger than they are, I definitely, look, I saw them yeah. at Download this year um, play on a smaller oh, yeah, kind of which stage. stage yeah, the stage. Yeah. And it's like, why are they not playing on yeah. like a, a much much bigger stage yeah. like why they're not main stage yeah. well I mean there's a lot to be said about that but that, that festivals of that size won't take chances on in, never mind yeah but yeah good bands yeah no no they, they, they I, I would hope that not necessarily Arc Tangent but another festival they get to play a bigger stage soon because yeah. Yeah. they definitely deserve it yeah, um, so next was Mole and unfortunately oh, yeah. I missed Mole Ooh. yeah do you want to start on them? 
Uh, start yeah. them. Um, <laughs> what, do I want to start them? Then? Start a fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little Danish black metalers. Fucking what? Um, <laughs> yeah. So Mel are fucking. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, good They're band. Fucking good band. Good yeah, band. as as Joe Nan says, <laughs> the biggest compliment you'll fucking get out of him is. Good, good band. band. Good band. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, because Joe Yarn works in Nuclear Blast. I don't know if you've heard. So <laughs> me. He's, he's actually con- contractually... So what am actually going to talk about? He's not then? contractually obliged to say... Just to give a compliment any bigger than good band, otherwise he loses his job. <laughs> <laughs> he's only allowed to be... So com- this is... He's only complimentary about Nuclear Blast bands because <clears throat> it's in his contract. Um, <laughs> what's, your, what's your beef with Twilight Force? <laughs> Let the record show this is the third time that Jamila has tried to get me cancelled. <laughs> I'll get there eventually. Yeah. Um, anyway, Mel were fucking great. I have seen them a number of times. I I was in Copenhagen at their record release show last year. Oh, nice. At Vega, uh, Colossal Weekend. Um, and, oh, what? You're not the only person that slams sound like a cunt, Joe. Um, <laughs> Looking at me. Um, anyway, the point is, is that I thoroughly enjoy watching them, and uh, they're one of these bands that's just like this whole term of like black gays or whatever it oh, is. Yeah, it's yeah. getting bandied about now. Is like that. I feel like there are a few bands that are deserving of that kind of label if you're gonna take it as it is like yep. what whatever black gaze is but they are one of the bands that are actually kind of spearheading that mm. sort of genre um and they're so so much fun to watch live as well because the thing that i really love about them is they have this contrast when they play live where kim their vocalist is very animated yeah and the rest of the band do nothing <laughs> she's like but not in a bad way like not in like not they do nothing. They just I know what you mean. Yeah, they're not. They're not an anim. They're, they're quite not, static. Yeah, they're quite static yeah. on stage, and and they still have. But the thing is, don't get me wrong. They still have a presence. Yeah, it's oh, not sure. about standing there and, and fading into the background. They still have mm. a presence. Do you think that fits with their sound then, and almost totally. is a thing yeah. for them? It's yeah. like a almost not. I hate to use the word an image thing, but yeah. it gives them their own identity. Well, it amplifies what they're playing essentially. Yeah, like my thing with. The black gaze thing is so hit or miss for me. Some of it I think is phenomenal, and some mm. of it is so unbearably dull. Can't name any names. Death heaven. Do The thing about Mo is they have an immediacy that I have not found with a single one of those. Other, maybe with Oathbreaker, but yeah, yeah. I don't know if Oathbreaker fully fit no, into that. No, I wouldn't have Oath, them. I wouldn't have them in there. Much, much heavier. Yeah, than yeah. And... But Mo had this thing where it's like it's these gorgeous like almost glacial black metal passages but the way Kim delivers his vocal parts are like it's like watching like terror like the guy goes for it jumping in the crowd screaming in people's faces and he has one of the most like just blisteringly like I don't know just powerful voices like his range is nuts yeah Yeah. he goes from these he did like a pig squeal during their set yeah but it fit Somehow, and it was just yeah, they're fucking brilliant. They managed to go from playing good like, band, good, good band. band. Are you, yeah, are you sure? Good band. Um, they managed to go from playing like black metal riffs to to 
playing <clears throat> to doing like a hardcore breakdown yeah which is like that's, that's impressive that's all I've ever yeah. wanted to do in a band do oh. you know what I mean which is just like they, they are really good they, yeah. <laughs> and then they get back to dead dead yeah I know um, <laughs> but yeah I don't know yeah I don't know they're just they're so good at what they do mm-hmm. and like you say they've got like such a real stage presence and they fucking then Brady <clears throat> Broadley oh yeah Bro- Brodsky from the Conjurers comes on <laughs> and does a, a does oh, a guest he? yeah he came on and did guest vocals I can't, I can't remember the name of the song please forgive me um, I only knew that he was going to do that because he was stood beside <clears> me <throat> waiting to go on stage <laughs> whilst I was watching them and he was like I was like what are you doing yeah I'm waiting to go on and I had had drink, we were drinking some red wine and he was like I'm going to go on and do a shout um, wait sorry where are you watching this band from uh, the front. Alright, just checking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fuck. No, to be fair. To no, what? Well, okay, right. Yeah, so on. just to fucking pull Joe up on what he said there. <laughs> because he knows that I fucking hate watching bands side stage. Like, I hate it. I hate it so much. There are other ways that I can be seen at a festival, and that is by making a fucking tit of myself, which In I do pit. every year. Yeah. yeah, like, I don't need to be stood side stage for people to see what a massive cunt I am. <laughs> right? <laughs> But I will say, I was stood side stage for a, the, a little bit of Mel's set because it, the tent was so packed. And then I did what I always do is, whereas I left because I was like, it sounds shit back here. Yeah, and then went and stood at the back anyway. But that, yeah, I did see Brady there who was about to go on and yeah. do some yeah. guest vocals and it was fucking sick. Yeah. Super cool. Actually, that's um, on that point of uh, people standing side stage. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen a lot at Arc Tangent, it which is nice. No, it doesn't. Nice to see. It so doesn't. there's like plenty of people in bands that I know yeah. who are actually... So uh, we'll talk about it later, but like Damien, for example, was in the pit from oh. Sugar, supposedly. He was, was my like, new best friend as well. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, I fair play, play yeah. he was like, he, he could have easily gone, like... Well, it depends on, like, I think it definitely depends on, like, the, the genre of music it is. I think that sort of thing is actually far more prevalent in, like, other sort of genres of music for some reason. Yeah. Like, when we, back in, when was it, June, July? Yeah. Whatever it was, when we played with Bleeding Through at the Underworld... Mm. I spent the entirety of bleeding through set at the front. Nice. Stage diving. Nice. In fact, you saw me. Because <laughs> you did, fucking... Yeah. Where were you, Joe? I was working. Where, 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 <laughs> where, where, where were you stood? Mostly on top of children's heads. No, but where was that? Where was that located? <laughs> was, was, like, it, was, was it was on the side, the side of the oh. stage, yeah. So I was... I but I, I was right at the front and there were when they like a couple of songs in um, the cop like people that were in front of me it was mm. like right at the front people in front of me turned around and they were like oh my god you're here and I was like well yeah where else would I be yeah exactly and they were like we, we, why mm. are you not up there yeah. do you know what I mean like because all the other bands were up there and I was like no 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 this is my favourite band in the world yeah like what I want to do is like be down here and stage Amongst dive yeah. and like jump like do you know what I mean run off the stage and like be amongst it and they, it blew their minds they were like oh we didn't expect you to be there and I was you're like, so oh. famous <laughs> <laughs> but yeah anyway we're gonna fall out today again. <laughs> don't fall out on my again. podcast you're, no um... right so anyway moving on to the next band before you kill each other um, I'm gonna I'm gonna really skim over this band because mm-hmm. it uh Z so I love Z really love Z why are you guys laughing <laughs> What? 
I think they're brilliant as well. I've seen them a bunch of times, and every time they've been incredible. Okay. Unfortunately, the sound was really, really bad yeah. for them, and they played really well, but the sound <clears> was bad, so I'm not going to talk any more about it. But okay. it, was real, it was a real damn shame. Did you about them? I don't like Zia and Lada, and it's... Oh, fair enough. No, no, I used to really like them, and okay. then I went to go and watch them at South Bank. Oh, you went to the South Bank oh. show? I went to the South Bank show, and I was very excited for the South Bank yeah. show, and it was like one of the worst things I've ever heard. Really? Yeah, and that really put me off, and... That surprises me, because yeah. every time I've seen them, except for this time... Yeah. They've been well. Actually, in their defence, they played really well at Arc Tangent. Right. It was just the sound. Every bad. every other time I've seen them, it's been in, like so. Last year they played on the Yokai stage. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. So I think I saw them, or I tried to get through somewhere that they were playing. Yeah. But, um, when was the South Bank show? Like three, two or three years ago. But what I will say about Zealandia is they have come on so much in terms of their live performance right. since oh, that okay. first I mean you have to realise that first album was released as like an experiment yeah and then it took off so it got re-released he had to form a band and then he just started touring it yeah oh, so okay. for that to like you know if you think of most bands when they start touring on their first record they've been a band for years yeah whereas they've been a band for like a matter of months I don't know but so, you just sort your shit out wouldn't you well, not if you couldn't. Yeah. I mean, bear in mind he's got, you know, live backing I've, vocals. I mean, I've seen, I've, the thing is, I'm not a complete arsehole. Like, I've tried to give him a chance since no, then. Yeah, do you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I still thought it was dog shit. So. Well, fair yeah, that's fair enough. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, that's that. <laughs> yeah. Racket Cannon, one of my favourite oh, bands. Oh, me too. So I'm going to let Joe talk about them because I've waffled on about them enough in the past <laughs> to people... It's just fucking weird, isn't it? Was it like, that your first time seeing them? First time seeing them. Yeah. Um, I got into them a little while ago, um, partially because the now defunct Heck used to refer to them as the best live band in the world. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was my first time seeing them, and it's just this a completely bizarre combination of like weird, bouncy, groovy synth lines. Yeah. Some guy just garbling nonsense because there are no lyrics over yeah. the top. And then just this one guitarist just peeling out these like proper metal riffs over it. And like for me, the highlight was during the last song when the guitarist just stepped up onto the riser, put a lit cigarette in his mouth and just played the rest of the song, not moving, just staring at people and just slowly smoking down this whole cigarette. And it was just like such a power move. Yeah. I was just like, this sick. is sick. This is, is cool. Sick. And it was like... The uh, production they had as well was super nuts. Like it wasn't super over the top. They just had kind of this one LED structure that was like their logo, which is this weird triangle thing that has their <coughs> name in it or whatever. Mm. But it was just so cool. It was just like it's, it's it was like a very arc tangent kind of thing where it was like I'm not going to see this anywhere else. This isn't like there is not a single band on earth that sounds like this. No. But everyone was having the best time. Like it. It was a proper like party vibe. Yeah, I, it was weird as fuck. I, yeah, I reviewed them on the <laughs> Two Thousand Trees podcast because they played there as well, and they're not a Two Thousand Trees band at all. But no. they won that crowd over. Yeah. They played similar sort of time. It was like mid afternoon, mm-hmm. and the crowd just went mental for them. Yeah, um, it's like weirdly, um, what's the word? Uh, being an idiot. It's not like addictive. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like. You can't help but get carried away by it. Moorish. 
Yes. Sure, yeah. The Cradle yeah. Band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just like bizarre but brilliant. Yeah, they are really, really good. So good then after that, you saw Carpenter Brute and I missed Carpenter Brute. I saw Carpenter Brute because Carpenter Brute Quite are nice. fucking one of my favourite bands to see live ever. So I got told this after missing them that <clears throat> I should have gone to see them. You should have so. gone to see them, yeah. Fuck's sake. Yeah. So many people were like, I don't know, look, right, I understand the clash. Yeah. I get the clash. They're playing at the same time as Pine. Pigeon. Yeah. Right. But uh, the way I see it, you had two choices there, which was one, cry, yeah. and the other choice was fucking party hard. <laughs> That's the exact <laughs> way I made it up as well. Right? Like, what I've seen, miserable, I've seen, like, yeah, I've seen, I've seen Pine a lot, and they're fucking amazing and whatnot. Yeah. But this time I chose to be joyously happy. So um, for me, actually, it was an interesting experience because it was my first time seeing Carpenter Brute not high as shit. <laughs> so I was very like because I was only, obviously only on tangent for the day so I was like sensible head hmm yeah sober um, and they're fucking amazing and the, one of the best things was is that there was this guy who was standing next to us who was like must have been in his like I don't know late 50s yeah who was wearing like a very sort of David Attenborough-esque outfit like a very like <laughs> a David Attenborough outfit yeah yeah he was just wearing like a, like a khaki shirt like khaki shorts and like wellies and he looked like a, a bit like he was going fishing sort of thing <laughs> but then he had this sick like fisherman's jacket on with loads of pockets but he had a fucking beer in every pocket oh, and I was like I rate this yes. and he like he was laughing because I was like me and Tony were like singing at each other <laughs> Because obviously, they have, like Carpenter Brute have all the words to the songs like on the screen. Yeah, yeah. Well, not all of them, but one particular song. Yeah. And he was laughing at us, and like we we started chatting to him, and he was like, "Yeah, like I fucking love this festival. Like I've come every year for the past couple of years, and like I love this very specific type of like math rock or whatever. Yeah. But I always come and see shit like this I've never seen before, and he was like living life. He was like, I have no idea who this is, but I love it. Like. Amazing. and was having the best time nice. and I was like okay well this band's called Carpenter Brew like I'm fucking glad you love it do you know what I mean <laughs> and it was just one of those bands that like I honestly was doubtful because I don't think they should have played at that time because they're a party band and they're the bands that you play they're a headliner really for me they're a headliner so um, the people that I was with and my girlfriend mm. said the exact same thing mm-hmm. they should have headlined mm-hmm. probably like the Yokai or something I agree, um, I agree. one evening yeah that would have been and great. then I agree. into <clears throat> Silent Disco they're a thank you fuck so they're a band that play at night time you yeah, don't watch yeah. Carpenter Brute during the day so like... It, was like, it was like when Scalping played was it last year Scalping played the PX3 and they headlined yeah and they're like um, a younger version of the Prodigies yeah, the best yeah, way yeah. to describe them um, and I had the best time and then literally left there went to Silent Disco and right. I was like yes but similarly this is the one this year um, obviously there was no karaoke yeah. Silent Disco but Ghost was supposed to be DJing the yeah. um, Silent Disco which didn't happen yeah. unfortunately yeah. pulled out but for me having Carpenter Brute do that instead ah. the with all the visuals and stuff that is because that's yeah. what that's such the visuals are such a huge part 
of cartoons that's a really good set. all of those like 70s and 80s the, like, like slasher horror movie slasher. yeah oh. like visuals with the lyrics all this kind of yeah. stuff like having Carpenter Brute do I mean fair play like having Carpenter Brute go straight into Silent Disco would have been amazing mm. but having them go into the Silent Disco yeah, would have been yeah. even better yeah um, so I was a, kind of bummed out like I had a great time watching them but for me that 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 wasn't the right time for them to play I'm so glad they had a fucking massive crowd and a full 10 mm. but their their full potential wasn't fulfilled mm. I'm glad you said that me. though Joe anything to add about oh, I kind of agree to be honest I yeah. hadn't really thought about it because I just had a nice time but <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah no, that's good that's uh, a good thing though yeah it was my third time seeing them fourth time something like that and yeah. just like I'm a sucker for all the like yeah, everyone's favourite word the aesthetic yeah yeah like the so B-movie so slasher thing it's just loads of blood and leather and knives but, but the goes, music is like, still amazing at but the same incredible time. but it goes back to what we were saying before I think <clears throat> it adds to the music <clears throat> yeah totally having yeah. that their own almost like image aesthetic yeah. whatever yeah. you want to call and it and I will yeah. say they aren't really a band that I listen to in my spare time or anything mm-hmm. but whenever they play live I will see them because it is such an experience but that's the thing it's like they're not a band that I like I don't like get on the fucking overground home from work and bang some cop and debris yeah. Like, yeah. but they're a band yeah, they're that like them. yeah they're a but band that like, if, can, people, like... if people come to my house and we're making dinner or like yeah it's you, totally. do you know what I mean it's that yeah and yeah. it's they're clearly aware of that because every time they end on a cover of Maniac yes oh, yes they cover they cover of Maniac is so good it's like top five covers they of all know, time they know they know who their audience is like, they know that everyone like everyone not I mean I don't know about Art Tangent but everyone who goes to a Carpenter Brute show is on MDMA yeah like, they know that like, they're fucking they're just yeah they're incredible and I was so so excited when they were announced for Art Tangent yeah and then yeah, brilliant I mean they were fucking amazing and they didn't disappoint me I was just bummed at where they were on the lineup. Yeah. yeah that was it Cool. Totally agreed on that one, even though I didn't see them, but that's what I've heard. Yeah. So uh, after that was everyone's favourite <laughs> no-wave noise rock band is the note I put, uh, Daughters. Yeah. Yeah, um, so from the most, like, joyously happy set of the weekend mm-hmm. into the most effectively And that's exactly what I was just about to say, yeah. Yeah, I will say I was, I was slightly distracted during their set by a certain PR, yeah. Becky Laverty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they... But, yeah, I watched their set and it was a daughter set. Yeah. It was as <clears throat> intense. Um, what I would say is, when I saw him in London, it was a very intense, more moody set, mm-hmm. I would say. Right. It ended quite intensely with him whipping himself with a belt. I've heard about this, yeah. Um, it's a thing he I does. mean, that's like the least controversial thing that he's done. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. that's not... But well, daughters in daughters in this era of daughters. Yeah, not yeah. like being banned yeah, from not... venues for putting a microphone up his anus and then vomiting on it. Like, yeah, didn't know that was a oh, thing. Oh really? Yeah. 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 Some stories. I think I like them all now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Danny. Well, weirdly, I, weirdly, I'd seen daughters years ago and actually was young and naive and not realised that they supported Fall of Troy. Wow. Wow. Fall of Troy. Two thousand four, two thousand five. That's it. Good year. Um, and that was when they you were. Were you then, Joe? Uh, no, I was like halfway out. Okay. <laughs> Crowning. 
<laughs> yeah, these these prairie dog in it. Yeah, Joe's the absolute youngster. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, but yeah, daughters. Um, <clears throat> well, everyone know, knows what daughters are yeah. about. It was they, like weirdly punky, which I didn't necessarily it, expect. It I was liked more. It. Oh, I was so into it. So that's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah. I think it was more upbeat their yeah. set this time. He got in the crowd, had a little yeah. party. Yeah. It was more. It was more lively and upbeat yeah, rather than sure. a bit more gloomy. I was worried. It'd be a bit yeah. too somber, their yeah, set. But yeah. the fact that cracked out all the punk bangers, I was like, oh, it's a festival. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. I mean, I've, I've literally, as much as I absolutely adore it, I've only listened to that last album twice because every time I do, I've just sat there like, why, why is life? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like it's fucking miserable. Well, I think, did they? Yeah. Did they play less <coughs> less sex? I think they played less. Yeah, they did play less sex, yeah. which is the really which is like, kind of like funky one. Yeah. Yeah. No? Well, no, 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 no. Less sex is less the sex really, really horrible one. The, less sex is the really <laughs> depressing slow one. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. So they did play that. Oh god. But yeah. the rest of the set was very much upbeat. Yeah. Less, less sex is. Is that yeah. the Let Me In one? No, no, no. What was that? They played that. That was horrible. Yeah. Anyway, it was a good time. It was, <laughs> it was a good time. So, uh, after that, um, I went to go see Memory of Elephants. Um, so, uh, they headlined the PX3, which is the small stage. Um, kind of nice, because they are a Bristol-based band, um, and getting the opportunity to headline the PX3 was really nice for them. Spoke to them. Um, over the course of the weekend afterwards um, and they really enjoyed it so they are people that know them they're sort of math rock coated with a dash of punk a few riffs a bit proggy they are a basic math rock with everything layered over the top so really cool three piece um, yeah really really good really nice to see a Bristol a small Bristol band get the opportunity to headline the picture he talked about scalping earlier mm-hmm. I think Art Tangent tries to do that each year they have one really really tiny band get them to headline the picture 3 and give them that opportunity and they mm-hmm. packed out the tent so that's pretty badass re- yeah really nice way to yeah really nice way to end the Thursday um, well really nice way to end the Thursday oh, except the um, buckle in kids the silent disco. So with, with with the lack of silent karaoke this year, um, and then Ghost uh, unfortunately cancelled, mm-hmm. the algorithm played a sort of live set on the main stage through silent disco headphones. How was that? It wasn't good. It really wasn't very good. Um, so they had a live drummer. Well, so walking down to the stage from the campsite after collecting some booze, mm-hmm put my headphones on all I could hear was like full on electro dance music I don't really know the algorithm very well mm. and I was just like okay I might be able to get into this got down to the main <clears> stage <throat> and there was a live drummer but wasn't playing through the headphones so you had to sort of half take your headphones off wait what listen to the drummer through an ear whilst you're listening so were the drums not like mic'd up properly I have no idea that's odd but it was really, really... So what I would say is I've gone back and listened to the algorithm today. The algorithm are really good. Yeah, and I quite defi- the algorithm. And they're definitely really good. However, and they did play a set, I think, the next day, which I missed, unfortunately. But I think that really didn't work. So... But, I mean, you could say it's quite cool that it was tried. 
Because um, I know it's a bit of a weird one. But they did, well, so they did it last year with a band for the f- the Thursday night. Was that Gallops. Yeah, Gallops. Yeah, Gallops. Oh, yeah. yeah, Gallops. And it went down an absolute storm. Yeah, that was awesome. But it was really good. It was really yeah. well done. It was on the Yokai stage. Oh, nice. And they smashed it. Um, They're an incredible band. Yeah, like, Gallops are are amazing. Oh, so shout so out to those guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just didn't work this year. <clears> so unfortunately. Bad into a Thursday for me. Pants. Yeah. Pants. I had an early night, to be honest. <laughs> so was lads. Did you? Fucking part timer. Sorry, where were you? Part timer. On your way home, was it? Amateur. Yeah, yeah you went home. Pop your pop. Mate, I've got, got, got a child to look after now. <laughs> <laughs> got a child to fit through. Tell the your college. child to stop shitting for, on the floor. Yeah, for a child. <laughs> <laughs> Not a real child <laughs> shitting on Flesh the floor. Flesh baby. Canine baby. <laughs> Flesh father. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to Friday. Um, the torrential rain of oh. Friday, which you missed, you lucky, lucky sod. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. That's right. Um, no regrets. No so regrets. after going to sleep after a lovely early night, woke up to torrential <coughs> rain. Um, I managed to pull my finger out and. Uh, well, well, yeah, pull my finger out my bum. Yeah, and... I was going to say, what were you plugging up? Yeah. The rain, the tent? <laughs> yeah, plugging the tent. Your butthole. Like, like, yeah. Who were you plugging up? Oh, yeah. God, let's not talk about that. Laura. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> um, so I went to go see A.A. Williams open the arc stage. What a beautiful set to start the Friday. So great. I mean, um, yeah. I will say... <laughs> so I was determined. I was like, I'm going to get up and watch A.A. Williams because she is incredible. Yeah. I'd seen her once before. Yeah. Supporting Armin Ra when they did their acoustic show. Oh, which yeah. Which was that, yeah. cool because she was like semi-acoustic and it was really, really, it was like stunning. It was gorgeous. I was like, that'd be such a nice way to start a day. Set all my alarms and everything. Woke up. Was like, ah, go back to bed for a little bit. <laughs> then I woke up as I could hear her sound checking. So I had to like force myself to get out of this horrible wet tent. And then slowly wandered over and classic festival thing of just like bumping into people on the way mm-hmm. and was just got chatting so I only saw the last 10 or so minutes okay but her voice is fucking insane like yeah it, she's yeah it's it's kind of sits somewhere between the like darker side of Chelsea Wolf and the more kind of like organic indie lead side of things that like Emma Ruth Rundle does that's exactly what I was going to say but, yeah she's just like for someone that is playing on the main stage at a festival that has a capacity of seven to eight thousand people and has one EP out Mm. there's not a single part of me that doesn't think she deserves it like it's what (laughs) (laughs) it was amazing yeah, it was so 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 Jamila for those listening, Jamila just gave Joe her mouth up and threw away the key. Yeah, exactly. But um, she oh. hates women, basically. Yeah. You fucking what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I totally agree. Um, she was just a beautiful way to start the day as well. Like, <laughs> still shaking her head. What are opinions to share? Um, go on. You don't get it, do you? <laughs> <laughs> You don't get A.A. <laughs> Williams. I didn't say that. Oh, my God. You I, actually, I get you're it. supposed to scream the I A's. Get, I though. get it. Huh? You're supposed to scream the A's. Ah! Ah! Williams! Ah! Williams. No, I get it. I get it. Like, I get the A.A. Williams thing. Yeah. There are just other parts of A.A. Williams that I don't get. 
Okay. Although I do oh, get, maybe I get too well, which is why I know how all of that works. Um, so <laughs> after being eased into the day from uh, Williams, <laughs> nothing's easy. Yeah, nothing's I'm easy. I'm so sorry. I, I went and got my hangover <clears throat> smashed into me from I don't know how to pronounce their name. Clip drip, cult drop. What? C L T D R P. I am convinced it's clip drip. It's clip drip, right? I have no idea. We were dis- uh, I was discussing this with some mates, and we still haven't worked it out. I thought it was clip drip. So they are <laughs> clip drip. No, you might be right. But um, yeah, electro punk, and I don't know how he gets the sounds out of his guitar because. <laughs> well, so they did a thing over at the boss. They had that oh, yeah. boss pedal stage, mm-hmm. and they did something over there the same day probably like some sort of demo to it was just like anxiety was just happening in my head right um, okay it was that kind of sound yeah um, it was like your nightmares of I'm sold yeah <laughs> I just I, I had no other way to describe it it was like a hangover anxiety electropunk kind of thing um, but yeah it was really really good and you went to go and see We Never Learned to Live I did go and see We Never Learned to Live a a new version of Pelisperos. <laughs> Supposedly, so all the old people tell me. Yeah, um, no. Have you still? Have you listened? <laughs> I've still not listened to them. Oh my god! I'm sorry, Rob. You're so young. So uh, uh, myself and another person were trying yeah. to get him to listen to Pelisperos after. The oh, Frontier yeah. gig where we never learn to live. So right, right, right. Yeah. Listen to Hellas for Heroes because or then we never learn to live will make sense. Yes. It makes sense anyway. No, but I mean, it would make more sense to you because you'll know where, where they're where, where, where they their music off from. Yeah. Oh. oh. No, I don't mean that the bad way. Yeah. We rip off loads of bands. Yeah. We rip off everyone. Like, um, you know. Corn. Yeah. <laughs> um, on, on that song that we did where I shouted, <coughs> boink, like, boink. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, we never learned to live. Uh, they've put out my favourite album of the year so far. Ooh, bold yeah. claim. It's bold claim. Bold claim. So I, I'm amongst my friends. People kind of know me as the person that just likes the noisy, horrible stuff. Yeah. Which is ninety percent true. But I have such a soft spot for post-hardcore when it's done well. Nice. So like, we never learned to live for me invokes all of my like little poison the well loving. That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. As someone who like lacks nuance, I find that very intriguing. Oh, whatever, math rock. Um, <laughs> uh, How was the set though? The set was kind of plagued by sound issues. Okay. So it started off just a bit shaky, and then like three songs in, one of the guitars just completely dropped out. Oh shit! Yeah. And then when it came back in, like a song later, it was about twice as loud as everything else. Oh, that um, sucks. So it was yeah, a proper bad. fucking mess. But I was watching them through the darkest rose-tinted glass... Like, glass... Yeah. Glasses? Glasses. Were you side like stage? So nah. it's the same sounded all right. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I just think they're brilliant. His voice and the vocal hooks that he writes. And uh, what? How, uh, how do his vocals sound? They sound like... Hellas for Heroes. Hellas for Heroes, yeah. 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 But but I've, got, I've got a lot of love for Hellas for Heroes, but yeah. because I'm also an old person as well. So. Yeah. Well, I'm still a child. Hellas for, like like for Heroes was the first ever gig I went to <coughs> in about wow. 2001. That maybe. was your first gig ever? Yeah. Hellas they had Heroes. gigs before electricity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was all wind up, mate, then. <laughs> that, that's quite... F- 
funny that was your like first ever gig. Wow. I know. It's pretty good. It's, cool. it's pretty it's good. Pretty cool. Wild Hearts and Amen was the second gig. What was <laughs> Wild Hearts and Amen. Oh my god, that's even better. In the same week. It was I mean, Hell's Heroes and then wow. Wild Hearts what, and Amen. Like, what, Wild Hearts. <coughs> Garbage. But Amen. Ooh. That's a bit harsh. They're alright. Mm. Hey, I, I, to be honest, my yeah. my best my best mate when I was in primary school was Ginger Wilder. <laughs> no, but her mum was best mates with them because they were both from South Shield, so he used to come over for Christmas every year. Amazing. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Um, Why not Christmas? So I'm not going to say anything bad about them. Um, well, but that's fucking fight you. Sick. That those were your first. What were your first ever gigs, Joe? Real quick. Yeah. Um, was it like? Was it like <laughs> I break? Don't, I don't properly remember my first. Proper gig. Lies. I think it was Casabian. Lies Minnelli. Which I have no Lies. shame about. I think it was Casabian. Casabian. My first two like proper Mosher gigs was my dad took me to see Motorhead and Anthrax in Leicester before I liked either of those bands. Right. And then my first gig that I went to like by myself was While She Sleeps just after the first record came out. So young. With Feed the Rhino and Dead Hearts. That's pretty good. It was feed, really good. Feed the Rhino supporting. Dead Hearts is shite. Don't, never come back. Your band sucked. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I hope they don't. I'm proud of you. Well, well, I, went to, I went to see him for their last ever Northern show and he threw out some homophobic slurs. So I Wait, have no what the fuck? Him. Are you serious? Yeah, you can cut this if you want. If not, no, don't fine. care. Yeah, Stay yeah. broken up, you shit. Yeah, oh, <laughs> right, okay, well, so to. I'm just conscious of time. Keep going. So I'm going to talk about two bands. <clears throat> you do all the... four days, by the way. Three days. Three days, three days even. Yeah. Three days. Okay. Um, <laughs> you're only there for half a day. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm going home now. I'm going to here for the rest of it. Um, um, so I'm going to talk about the next two bands because they got recommended to me by the same person. So thank you, Damien. Um, Cattle, who are a lead-based <clears throat> noise rock band. Oh, my God. So fucking good. So they've got two drummers, a bassist, a guy who's playing some sort of noise box and a theremin, and um, a vocalist. And the setup is they've got the two drummers at the front, the bassist in behind the two drum kits and two stacks of amps, vocalist tucked away in the right hand corner, and the guy with the noise box and theremin over to the left hand side. Mm. And they are noisy, screamy, beautiful amazing just insane <coughs> band so yeah big ups for that um basically the drummers lead <coughs> the whole thing um all right. the cues come off the right hand drummer um and yeah just absolutely insane um they're quite a diy band a bit of bit of an older bit of an, i think they're all in like the late 30s or something so they don't play a lot but they should definitely play I've, in london i've definitely seen the name around a bunch and I, a few people including yourself in fairness told me to go and see them yes and i was planning to it was the, chucking it down the rain made me very sad so i went and got some vegan junk food instead yeah okay and it was a nice time nice Sorry, and guys. then um after that i saw rad pit so rad pit yeah rad pit <laughs> rad rad pit great name <clears throat> um, if you like it's for fans of Gallows St. Pierre yeah, um, all those kinds of things just another insane set they were just half the band were in the pit the whole time in the mud uh, one of the guitarists slipped over the drum kit <laughs> and just fell on the bass drum and just kept playing hero um, hero sold yeah. 
Um, they're from Colchester. Yet wow, again. they must be angry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and same same sort of thing. I think they I think they come from pretty much the. What you have to get the fucking C to C into London every time you want to go to a fucking show? I'd be mad. Yeah, exactly. Oh god. But similar, <laughs> similar, similar sort of thing. Um, they're just one of those bands that have been in the DIY scene for ages, um, and that's why I've lumped those two bands in together. Yeah, fair. But both incredible, and they should both play more shows around the UK. In all fairness, I got a lot of recommendations from people telling me to go and see Brad Pitt from people yeah. who didn't know that I wasn't going to be there. Yeah. But I've got a lot of people saying, go see Rap It. So, yeah. um, so I, I definitely I mean, will check them out. Yeah. And I bumped into We're them the next... Same thing. Yeah, slightly off topic, but I bumped into them the next morning. Were you tired today? Sh- sh- no, I wasn't. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have VIP like everyone else. Oh, you're a peasant. Don't, don't look at me like that. I played the fucking <laughs> festival. I'm allowed to have a wristband. <laughs> Jesus! <clears throat> to be fair, I got VIP on the last night. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> um, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I bumped into uh, Rad, two members of Rad Pitt. Scoffing. I bumped into Rad Pitt. Yeah, Brad Pitt. Yeah. No, they were scoffing down breakfast the next morning. And they're also super nice guys. So Aww, okay. if they listen to this, big ups to those guys. So. Awesome. I've not heard you, but I love you. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Definitely, definitely recommendation. I didn't get to watch you play, but I really think you're great. So. Yeah. Um, and you went to go see Slow Crush during the I time? saw a tiny little bit of Slow Crush, I'll be honest. I saw them a little while ago supporting Gouge Way in London. Boston? Bottomy's room. Yeah. Yeah. Great Good team. Um, I'll be honest, I went to see Slow Crush at our tangent and literally about <laughs> halfway through the first song I saw of them, I was like, this is way too summery and, and, and like yeah. vibey for the horrible way that I feel right now. So I kind of <laughs> just ducked and abandoned it. Yeah. But they are a really good band. It's not entirely my sort of thing, but if you like, you're kind of like super floaty shoegazy like yeah. yeah it almost like wanders into dream pop at times like her vocals yeah. are like super floaty and gorgeous and the, like genuinely really good band I, so. I really like them like mm. yeah. if you buy your t-shirts on Instagram and you're into like fonts and kerning <laughs> uh, if you're like a graphic designer like but you yeah, also but, but you also like hardcore like <clears throat> Slow Crush are very much the band for you um, uh, yeah. that's not a read like it kind of is but also I think they're great but uh, that's yeah, the yeah. How's yeah. their how's their new album I've not really listened to it yet uh, I didn't delve into it too much but from what I remember it's, re- it's mm. like really solid like yeah. I know again like it's one of those things I'm so far from an authority on that I try not to comment on it. Yeah, that's fine. But I know a lot of people that are into that sort of stuff that really rate it. So, like, definitely give them a go if it's your if that's your kind of vibe. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, I had a little break because it was such fucking bad weather at this point. <laughs> um, the rain was pissing me off. Um, but then I dragged myself to go see Birds and Row. Did you go to Birds I and Row? I did see Birds and Row. So, wow, well, yeah. I'm yes. jealous. Yeah, so Birds and Row are a French hardcore band. Um, I saw them recently uh, at the Anvil in Bournemouth, and it was insane with Cult Leader. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was a sweat box. <laughs> but um, yeah, how was the set for you, um, Joe? It was arguably maybe the set I was most excited for of the weekend. It was up there with my top set. Because again, I, was, I saw them in London with Cult Leader. Yeah. Um, 
and cult leader again like on record are probably more my thing because it's mm. super fucking grim and Abrasive, noisy like. and then it <laughs> wanders into like proper like old school goth rock which is yeah. also kind of my shit uh, but Birds and Row I thought of that show completely stole that yeah and at uh, Arc Tangent they were just phenomenal a like, lot of a lot of energy so like, much so much energy and it was so there was like a theme throughout this day of like <laughs> watching bands and just seeing steam pouring off of them yeah I didn't see that anywhere near as much as with Birds and Row because they were they, they were saying they drove 20 hours to do one show which yeah. was this they were driving 20 hours back immediately afterwards and they put everything into that performance yeah and you can tell from between songs their vocalist they kind of have two vocalists but their guitarist he does most of the vocals he he has enough of a presence that he's not like it's not distracting it's not you know he's not a big guy he's very because I've met him he's very very small and most of the time very slight he kind of looks at the ground yeah yeah between all of these songs he made a point of going on these like mini super impassioned speeches about how like they've got a song called We've, All La- We've Already Lost the World which is the title track of their last record mm. and he did a whole thing beforehand how he was like whatever your political opinion is whatever you know whatever angle you're coming at this from we're all in the same sinking ship we just need to like appreciate the how you know that we're all in this same situation together and that like human connection is a very powerful thing and all this stuff mm-hmm. which sounds a little bit like you know dream catchery but um, but they're just so brilliant and they like vary between this like gorgeous bass led kind of uh, kind of like alt rock almost yeah. I mean as, as much as that uh, subgenre gets that label gets planted with shite um but then they go into like proper visceral hardcore that's just like breakneck pace and yeah I just think they're incredible they are they are absolutely brilliant <clears throat> yeah for sure um, and then talking about another great band I'm going to go I'm going to actually skip over a band that I saw a bit of um, The Ocean but The Ocean I, yeah The Ocean but I, don't, I didn't see enough of the set to really uh, review it but um, Palm Reader now Palm Reader I've seen them a gazillion times now but yeah I don't know what else to say about it Joe you can describe them yeah well I warned these guys I was going to make a really bold claim about this band before we started yeah mm. and for my money they are the best UK hardcore band of all time <laughs> I just took a deep breath in Jamila just gave a deep breath out <laughs> I thought that for a very long time and for me for my taste they nail it so well oh she's gone okay <laughs> oh she's gone Sorry that Knuckle Dust weren't playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're just like the three records they put out so far are, are, are brilliant. Also unique. <laughs> also amazing. Braille Braille is a fantastic. Do you know what? Braille's not actually my favourite. Besides really? the ones we love is my favourite. But Braille Me too, is beside the ones we love yeah. is incredible. It's Me got too. enough of the like super uh, like punky hardcore stuff on I itself. think besides the one besides the ones we love uh, for me sounds like the most uh, palm reader album sounds yeah. like the most fully formed yeah. record they've made it's got like all of the elements of everything they've done yeah well, it, mm. sounds, it sounds the most complete for me it sounds yeah. the most whole like their ideas mm. um, but also like they're a band that uh, every time I've seen them live 
has been brilliant. Yeah. I think Josh's voice is incredible. Like when he's his singing he's, voice is really underrated for my money. Like he he's a really really good uh, front a front person yeah. as well. Like he super impassioned. Yeah. Super um, active and he really moves about and gets people involved and yeah. But. <laughs> can't do this with her side on <laughs> I literally um, just looked at you like I didn't say anything maybe it's just your face uh, yeah. but I mean they open with Sing Out Survival which is my favourite palm reader song they did yeah. that at Boomtown actually yeah. nice. and it's brilliant and it's a kind of a weird opener like Good it fits because it builds but it's also like this kind of barren like almost post metal song yeah but um, yeah like every time I watch that band I just come away with it just like full of the- joy yeah, the, the genuinely. Yeah, the tent was first time I saw you was supporting them. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> good band, best UK hardcore band of all time. <laughs> good band, good, good band. band, good bands. So yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. Joe's new catchphrase is good catchphrase. Joe, good Joe. band, man. Um, so after that, I went to go and see one of my sets of the weekend just because I'm a Reuben um, nerd. Black Peaks with Jamie Lemon fronting. <sighs> oh, wowzers. It was so good. Yeah. Um, you okay? So, yeah. Flushed. Oh, I'm flushed. <laughs> So, yeah, there we, there we go. There's a photo of fucking Jamie Lenman that's looking down on us at the moment as we speak, uh, yeah. looking very disapproving. He does look quite disapproving. He does. Yeah, he does. We're about to be nice about you, Jamie. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, not now. Black Peaks, for, for me, one of the best UK bands. Um, two stunning albums unfortunately Will is ill at the moment so is he still ill he's st- right. Will Will is ill so yeah Jamie Lemon um, stepped in for uh, Will and mm-hmm. did a fantastic job but as uh, Lemon said on stage I think he now appreciates what an amazing vocalist Will is like Will's range is insane um, but I will say Lemon did a fantastic job um, and for me they got and they played two uh, room covers That's which cool. was lovely so they played uh, Suffocation of the Soul off the third album and Every Time a Teenager Listens to Drum and Bass a rock star dies um, mate, I don't know and you could tell Jane Arm was born in like 2006 so yeah just... he hasn't heard Brace Cards Brace Cards backwards <laughs> that is literally from the same era yeah, as Hatsby no as well. idea what's going I think on I've heard it once oh my god <laughs> lies it's like lies. one of my favourite albums of all time lies um Going to face down doesn't mean you're not. Face down is face down backwards. You're not a fan, yeah. (laughs) Face down down is face down backwards. But you could tell the Black Peaks guys loved playing those two songs as well, to have the opportunity to play with Lemon. And uh, I spoke to Dave afterwards, and yeah, he absolutely loved it. Yeah, Yeah. it was amazing. So this is kind of what I was saying about Conjurers. You can see a band so many times that it wears on you a little bit, Mm. which sounds really bad, Mm. but... Um, I've seen Black Peaks a whole bunch of times and I was very curious but kind of nervous about seeing them with Jamie Lemon because mm. as much as I think Jamie Lemon is brilliant yeah. I view him as a vocalist that is more recognisable for his character than necessarily his range Yes, again, brilliant vocalist but when you're filling in the shoes of someone like Will who sounds like he's three different human beings in one yeah. 
it does leave you a bit like, is this going to work? And for me, it was, it fit enough that it worked, but it was also different enough that it reminded me how fucking brilliant a lot of those songs are. Like, when they ended on Ether, 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 whatever, yeah. that one that's really good off the last album. <laughs> um, I was just like, it just kind of, it's just that, like, fresh perspective that reminds you how brilliant it all is. Yes. And, yeah, I saw you having a lovely time when they did some Ruben covers, so... Yeah, it was it was People beautiful. People seemed very into it, which was cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then after that, um, Russian circles, Ukrainian triangles, <laughs> Ukrainian, Ukrainian triangles. Ukrainian triangles. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, <laughs> Absolutely not. So it was really nice. <clears throat> I, I originally wasn't that fussed about going to see Russian circles until they released the new album, um, because Russian circles are one of those bands they've played a gazillion times. Uh, ATG and played a lot in the UK but the new album is uh, Blood Year is fantastic and to hear songs like Our Luck live um, played really well on the main stage the sound still wasn't as good as I've previously seen Russian Circles Um, any thoughts on that? Well I was going to say I was slightly distracted during the set because I think I got cornered by all the pigeon lot uh, mm-hmm. mine. Uh, and they were just pouring various different kinds of alcohol down my neck, which was fine. But when <laughs> I saw Russian Circles the first time I went to World Tangent, when they headlined on the Thursday night, oh, when yeah. the headline was still in the Yokai stage. Yeah. Yes. This is one of the weirdest things I've ever I come was away from. Last, wasn't it? Week before last, yeah. Week before last. Yeah. Week before last. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, it was a really weird thing to come away from a festival with, but I just remember for months afterwards being like, oh my god, Brian Cook's bass tone is the greatest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, true. Yeah. And he is, like, one of the greatest musicians ever. I mean, being in Botch, and then these Arms of Snakes, and then mm-hmm. Russian Circle. I, yeah, I always forget he was in Botch. <coughs> yeah, like, I, it, always, it, it always Never slips about my mind. And Botch are one of the greatest bands, one of the most Easily. underrated bands of yeah, all sure. time. Easily. Absolutely. Easily. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, it was one of those where it was like, I, I wasn't giving it my full attention which was probably a bit rude yeah. but you can just tell that they're very good they had a few technical issues as well I think, oh they, yeah like right at the start yeah um, I think one of the amps yeah but some, something happened with the amp something and they, fucked up something fucked up but, uh, that happened actually talking to that, that I think that happened a couple of times because that happened during Three Trap Tigers I think as well at some point they had you. some technical issues yeah well, when was that? Uh, that was the Saturday, I think. So. Right, okay. You were long gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all in all, Russian circles were yeah, um, good again, but yet again, the technical issues, yeah. few sound issues. I think they're one of the few instrumental bands that can, for me at least, for someone that has a properly shite attention span, they can really keep my attention mm-hmm. if I'm good. willing to give it to them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so followed by that, finally, <coughs> during this band set, the the rain stopped, but um, we went to see Frontera. Um, oh now, this was really, really good to see um, the Bixler stage um, packed out for Frontera because when we went to go, uh, Joe and I went to go and see them in London at the Boston Music Rooms again. So many gigs there recently. <laughs> yeah. um, the That gig was half full yeah. and the crowd so Frontier are 
just an insane they're an experience I love them they are like an angry spaceship dying I love them yeah I no yeah yeah sorry I don't mean to hijack no no no, I'm very passionately passionately about so the first time I ever saw Frontera was at Alex Tangent yeah. And it was a year, yes. two years, 2017, two years, last, two years right? ago, and I didn't know yeah. them, and I missed out. And I didn't know who they were either. And me and one of my best friends, um, well, I say best friends, what's up, Dom? Um, <laughs> we're like, what are we going to do now? There's not a band we want to see. Yeah, they, they so, played like mid afternoon, didn't they? Yeah, so we went yeah. and went and watched Frontier. I think they were on and, the PX3 as well. Uh, they mm. were on the PX3, yeah. and I left <clears> that <throat> tent with like. Epilepsy. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like with my jaw on the floor with a nosebleed. Yeah. And like I could like taste colours. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Um, and now, like, I just think, yeah, I've seen them a couple of times. I think they're fucking amazing. They know I think they're amazing. I just. I yeah. So that's one thing I was going to, and I think you were about to say this. So the one thing that they were missing from this set is they didn't have the light set up that they right, usually okay, have. Yeah, yeah. I don't know whether it was they couldn't have it. They apparently, so they have like, normally when they play, they have a constant strobe from start yeah. to finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently at this show, only one of their three strobe lights were working. But so they decided uh, to just cut them all. But is that a big deal? No, I don't think so. No, so no, it, it wasn't in this case. Right. Because it was a festival yeah. set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in a bigger tent. And I think even if they had it, it wouldn't have worked as well as when they Absolutely. play like their usual club shows. Because then I would think like that kind of music, I don't know, they're not a party band. No. So, <laughs> oh, no. no, no they're, not, they're not a party band, yeah. so if they don't have a strobe light, who gives a shit? Like, you still going to listen to this music, right? See, I would it. disagree Do because... Do you think it has a huge impact on their stage show? Or? So when Dillinger played Arc Tangent... Mm-hmm. Something that I noticed that added to it was the light show. So seeing Ben Wyman throw himself off an amp through a light. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. really adds to it. And front, I think the light show does add that to Frontier. I get, well, no, I, I get that it adds it to it. But would you have been upset if it wasn't there? No. Would you have I, noticed? I would have noticed. I don't know. I, would, I, I think the I hundred percent would have noticed. Okay. I don't know That's if I would have. Been, yeah, I don't like, know. If, well, I mean, I noticed it this time. Whether I was bothered by it. Because there are some bands who are like known for having like an interesting kind of light yeah. shirt. Like you've you've seen yeah. Celeste. Yeah, yeah. So um, I saw them once and it didn't work out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The strobes didn't really work out. Yeah. And they were just performing with their head torches on. And <laughs> it's a bit silly. That yeah. Me, no, that for me was amazing. I thought it was oh, okay. oh, really great. Like because you couldn't see anything. <laughs> oh, so they had everything else off. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow. Because they play, they normally play in pitch black. Yeah. But with the head torches and some light. Yeah. But it wasn't really going to plan and stuff, and it was just head torches. Yeah. And actually, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that was at the underworld, and they blew an amp towards the end of their set, and they stopped playing, and everyone was. We were all kind of stood there because we didn't know if their set had finished or not, and no one clapped, and I, you just heard like a. In, in the pitch black like a voice like sort of tap the mic and go the uh, amp it is fucked <laughs> and then they just walked off stage <laughs> it's great it's like that uh, scene in space where it goes it's finished yeah, it's <laughs> 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 much, yeah. yeah exactly um, so after that um, 
Shall we talk about battles? Uh, yeah, let's talk about battles. So, yeah, Joe, you can talk about battles. I'd never seen battles before. Neither of I'd you. only properly listened to battles about a week before that show. I'd heard a couple of songs before, um, but I was like... So they clash with Brutus. Yeah. Right. And Brutus are incredible. Uh, but I've seen Brutus a bunch of times, and Brutus are yeah. a band that if Brutus were playing a show, Brutus, 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 I would go and watch Brutus. Yes. If agreed. battles were playing a show, I probably wouldn't go to a battle show. So You'd go like, watch Brutus. I'd go and watch yeah. Brutus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, this is my thing. I was like, okay, I'm here, battles are playing, let's go and see what it's all about. And for me, it kind of flip-flopped throughout the entire set. There were moments of it that were so unbelievably pretentious, it made me want to jump off a bridge. But then it would flip-flop to, like, sheer genius in, like, half a second. So I went from being like, what am I watching? Why am I here? I could be asleep. To, like, this might be the best thing I've ever seen. Before I got into metal and stuff, I was super into electronic music. Yeah. That was my first ever love, I guess. Um... So there is a part of me that loves, like, I love repetition in music and I love, like, driving beats and stuff like that. And there were moments of it that were, like, brilliant. But it was also a bit, like, it was a bit weird. It was just two dudes on a stage. And as a headliner, that's a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, my, my, I have a different opinion on their set. So, I, same thing, I haven't seen Battles before. I kind of thought they looked a bit bored on stage and like they didn't want to be there. Um, like it's not that they played <coughs> badly. Fun. Oh, they also had technical difficulties, didn't they? I think like the keyboard went for a little bit. I think I, I'll be honest. Yeah, was very intoxicated. <laughs> So it all kind of blended into one. But, um, yeah, I kind of feel that, I don't know, I don't think they should have headlined. I don't think it was... I'm, well, saying that, the, the tent was pretty packed, but I did see quite a few people leave during their set as yeah. well. Um, so I don't know, I, I don't know, it's... I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, it was an odd one because I also did speak to a few people that were like, why are battles headlining? Like, it doesn't make sense. I don't get it. But also, on, like, to me at least on paper, and again, as someone that really doesn't know a huge amount about this band, yeah, um, it kind of did make sense to me. Okay. Because um, they are like that esoteric, still kind of rooted in mafia. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah 100% they they, but, um, they, they fit the arc tangent mould for 100%. sure yeah. yeah but yeah no I know what you say like it was also I mean again I didn't see Go Ahead the night before so I don't yeah. know what their show was like but yeah. as a headliner no matter what festival it is I kind of expect something kind of a step above what everyone else is doing yeah and I don't think when it came to a stage show they really had anything that that provided that no definitely not cool so going on to the the Saturday um, opened up with um, Sugar Horse so Sugar Horse Ash from Sugar Horse was actually on my last episode um, so if you like um, that sort of Bristol scene of bands like St. Pierre's Lake Invasion but like something a little bit 
slower, a little bit more doomy, but not too doomy. Um, um, Sugar Horse are, uh, are the band for you. Um, it's really nice actually, considering it was 11 o'clock in the morning, um, loads of people turned out for them um, on the Pixery. Um, when I got there, there was about 10 people there, and then I turned around, and then there was about 200 people there. So, awesome. yeah, that was that was really nice. Um, and yeah, if plug for my previous episode, <laughs> go and listen to that previous episode with, with Ash. Um, and unfortunately, um, Jake, who's in that band, uh, plays in, well, does his own thing called Twin Siblings and played later in the day. I missed that. And I suppose that was a really good set as well. Um, and then went over a bit later to the main stage for St. Pierre Snake Invasion. Now, you hadn't seen St. Pierre I've never seen St. Pierre And I'm going to shut up because I love that band. <laughs> and I've talked about them enough on this podcast. But what, what did you think about um, uh, the St. Pierre Snake Invasion? Slight disclaimer in that when they first cropped up on my radar was a couple of years back, I was like, I'm going to listen to this band because their name is great. <laughs> I remember listening to one or two songs and just being a little bit nonplussed by it. Okay. Um, and then they kind of dropped off my radar again for a bit. Then this new album came out and everyone was like, it's amazing, it's the best thing. And it's one that I found myself listening to and being like, oh yeah, this is cool. This is like a lot of stuff I like, but not being super, super blown away by it. But then I just found myself going back to over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely grown on me a lot. Like it's... And it is a lot of the things that I really, really enjoy. Um, I took my friend Sam, who works at Holy Raw Records, to go and see them. Because uh, he'd never seen them before, never listened to them. And I was like, it's got a bit of like a refused thing going on. And like, kind of a bit of an eated thing and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought they were great. It yeah. was like, his stage persona is so dry. And like, just blunt and perfect for that kind of music yes like he would and I also like how he would just kind of semi ad lib some of the songs live and that he would just throw in like a really horrible scream every now and then just to yeah. kind of mix things up and at one point my friend Sam turned around to me and he was like this band is McCluskey if McCluskey were every time I die so you... and I don't know anything about McCluskey but I know that he is filling in for like you know well, as part of the band or whatever. Well, he's part of the new it, new yes. iteration McCluskey, McCluskey Asterisk. Asterisk. Yeah. yeah, um, and everything you said <coughs> about Saint Pierre is everything that um, Damien and the other members are inspired by. So I know like Sam, uh, the drummer, is like a huge Every Time I Die fan. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, most of the band are Every Time I Die fans. As everyone should be. Yeah, as everyone should be. <laughs> um, yeah. In, in, when they played with like the Refused and Bronx at 2000 Trees mm-hmm. a few years ago um, they were really proud about sharing yeah. the same stage um, McCluskey or we just talked about McCluskey Damien is now playing as part of McCluskey Asterix mm-hmm. um, and they're one of his favourite bands ever as yeah. well so yeah um, yeah I think they played an absolute smashing set yet again yeah, awesome. uh, early on the arc stage I, I was right down the front, turned around, and the tent was 75% full. Yeah, it was pretty um, full. It wasn't super round, but like... It was pretty muddy down the front yeah. because of the previous day's rain, um, but it was pretty full. Um, yeah, uh, and what I would say, for if, if we do mention this for any of the other uh, bands, I know when I saw someone comment on uh, a video for Azusa... <clears throat> 
um, they obviously hadn't been at Arctangent and they said, oh, why are the crowd not moving around? So during St. Pierre, there was about uh, a pit of about three people. Yeah. But it's because everyone was knackered from walking yeah. around in the mud the day before. So St. Pierre got a good reaction. <clears throat> everyone was just a bit tired. Yeah, it was quite... Uh, reserved, sort of quite conservative. <laughs> but, yeah, um, but um, that doesn't take away anything from oh, from, their, from their set at all. No, that was brilliant. Um, one thing I would say is they were supposed to play um, things to do in Denby when you're dead, which is off the new album, and it is my favourite track off the new album. Okay. They've still not played it live. Um, yeah, he did comment on that, didn't he? And they got cut short, or they ran yeah, out of time, or so something the, along those They lines. only had a half-hour set, and he did say it. Damien did say at the start of the set, yeah. "I'm not going to talk because <laughs> we're going to play as many bangers as possible." Yeah. And then he talked, then he talked and then uh, <laughs> ran out of time. So, Damien, I'm shaking my fist at yeah. you because I still want to hear that song live. You need to play it, man. Um, I will say though, it was very cool to see a punk band being like. I can't believe we're playing on the same stage as Meshuggah. Yeah. That was oh, cool. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, uh, another massive inspiration of Damien's is Meshuggah. And um, as mentioned earlier, he was he was in the pit, yeah. for, them, uh, <laughs> yes. pit for them later on. Um, so then we went to go and see Kersey's Metal Hands. Um, yeah. Um, oh, and Jamila's back in the room after a cigarette break. Oh, she's back in the room. She's back in the room. So we're just um, talking about uh, Kirsty and her metal hands. Yeah, Kirsty and her metal hands. Oh, and Jamila's walking oh, out again. Gone. Oh, she's gone. Now so um, for people who don't know, Kirsty's metal hands is Conjurer and Pine Pigeon, whatever you want to call her. Pigeon Boys. Pigeon Boys. Um, and it was the brainchild of Alex from Holy Raw. Uh, he wanted to get two bands to yeah, do a I collab. Think so yeah. I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. Yeah. Probably should be. But anyway, they recorded this album. Well, they did the show last year at Arctangent, um, which is fantastic. It but was. it was so much better to see it. Now, I've had the album two or three weeks now, mm. and it was much better to see it live now that I've had the album for two or three weeks. Yes. Which, unfortunately, <coughs> 99% of the crowd wouldn't have had the opportunity because it literally came out on Friday. You're yeah. privileged. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Privileged. Um, three months. So. Uh, oh, oh, Joe. Oh. Joe, Joe <laughs> Double privilege. Joe works I work for Nuclear Blast Records. Nuclear Blast. Oh, so yeah. We do yeah. metal. I only, got, I only got it because I went to the Holy Raw bloody fifth birthday and oh, they were selling it. And wow. I, was just like, I got it because Brady fancies me. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah. Um... <laughs> I think it was better that I've now heard the album. Yes. However, like I said, 99% of the crowd haven't heard the album yet, so I think they should tour that 100%. Absolutely, yeah. Well, they did a show at the Black Heart not too long ago. Yes. Supporting We Never Learn to Live, in fact. Great. It's their album release show, though. It was indeed. I I missed that one, yeah. So I went to that, and it was either Brady or Luke from Pine actually came up to me before the show and said... Our one fear is that people watch this and go, yeah, it was quite good, but your actual bands are better. Mm. And I'll be honest, after that Black Heart set, I was a little bit like, that was quite good, but your actual bands are better. Yeah. I don't know. What do you want, though? Do you want people but, to think that your joke band is better, <coughs> or do you want people to think that your main band is better? But you say better? it's a joke band. Well, no, I don't mean it in a derogatory way. They are just doing it for they've, a They've never taken it seriously, no. but it's it's evolved into this thing that is bigger than what they wanted, that what yeah. they planned yeah. it to be. And it now there is 
very much is like a serious thing. So, yeah. but what would you prefer? Do you want your? No, I totally, no, I totally get it. Yeah. But what I was going to say is that at our tangent, it was incredible. Yeah. Like so, so it was way better than it had any right to be in the nicest way possible. Yeah. As yeah, a yeah. band that is like between every song. They're shouting out fucking Elton John and whatever. It's it's like. it's it's almost it's almost like Mutoid Man where yeah. Mutoid Man play on that whole like we're gonna stick middle middle fingers up the whole way yeah. through the set and we're gonna mess about on stage like I saw Ben Collar at Boston Music Rooms with them playing drums with some celery sticks. They're amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh yeah, um, shout, yeah, shout out to Mutoid Man. But yeah, the Kirsty's Metal Hands thing they. Their merch it is a, a rip-off of the Godspeed You Black Emperor uh, uh, logo with the, with the hands. And they're throwing the horns. Yeah, instead. they're throwing the horns. And they were all wearing that on stage. Yeah. They did. They all downed. I don't know what they downed at the beginning. Was, of the uh, probably Cherry Buckfast or Fireball. Yeah, it would have been, it would have been like Buckfast mixed with Cherry Bee and Red Wine. <laughs> yeah. That's the usual. Yeah, yeah just, I guess, just something like that. But yeah, yeah. it's it, they, you can definitely see they're playing on the whole. We're yeah, taking absolutely. it seriously. I mean, their drummer was telling dad jokes and all sorts. But but they were like. But it was. But going back to phenomenal. the point, it was a phenomenal set. Yeah. It was insane. And I was like, so anyone that knows of them knows about all the Baroness jokes. Yeah. But and like, memes. Yeah, but all of the like dual guitar harmonies they had, that are just invoke Baroness. Yeah, were like glorious, especially considering on the Saturday there was almost a bit of sun, so people were just like <laughs> in a good mood for food, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was really sick. Yeah, so absolutely smashing set. Um, and then, did you see anything between that and so? Then I would see and so watch you from afar a bit later. Uh, I saw LLNN. Go on. Ellen DeGeneres. Which was um interesting. so they're a band I really like. They put out a record called Deads, which is horrible. Um and their setup as a band is guitar, bass, keys and drums. Yeah. But the keys are all sort of like atmospheric and noisy and in the nicest way possible, their guitarist slash vocalist looks like Matt Lucas if he had a taste for human flesh. <laughs> um, and they're like nuts. I think they're from they're from Copenhagen. They are from yes. Copenhagen, yes. Yeah. And they I think they've only played one show over here before. They played at Down Surge Festival. They did. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, what the new cross in? Yes. Nice. And they are gonna be supporting Conjurer on a couple of dates of their UK tour. And it was so everyone I spoke to was like it was so heavy it was so great and I agree I thought they were really really good I don't know if it was quite heavy enough yeah I agree so I thought it was missing a lot of low end like it didn't make me feel like I was about to shit myself but in the best way possible yeah yeah I I sort of half watched that set from the outside and I kind of thought the same I was like Originally, I wasn't that bothered about going to see them, and I was like, well, I'll go over and check them out. And it it didn't grab my attention as much as I wanted it to, but I will go and listen to them, because um, I don't really know them that well. Yeah, I mean, the record is fantastic. It's very intense. You need to be in the right mood for it. But, yeah. Um, yeah, like, they're definitely a... I, I don't think that's a really a, a good performance to be able to judge them on. Like, okay. I don't think bands like that 
thrive in those kind of environments where it's like there's a lot of outdoor space that things can get lost in like I think it needs to be indoors in the dark yes like suffocating overwhelming kind of kind of vibe nice but uh yeah yeah definitely a good band for sure cool uh yeah and then I went over to see and so I watched from far where they they were the secret special guests um <laughs> and they played their first album in full um I don't have too much to say about and so watch from far's set other than it was good um they are the classic arc tangent band and it was a good set by and so watch from afar I, what I would say is even though they played their first album in full for me personally wasn't necessary anything above and beyond to be a secret special guest um i have my own theories about what the secret special guest might have been uh i was going to say funny enough we were talking about the earlier mccluskey i really yeah. really wanted because i would have thought be cool. they're back <coughs> obviously saint pierre were playing um however i was told for the last three months that it's not mccluskey it's not mccluskey and i was like i really wanted to be mccluskey um did you guys hear any weird rumours about Secret Special I think, Guests? Yeah. I heard it was in so I watched it from afar. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I, the, I that heard, was the weird rumour. I, I heard where your wounds banded around. I heard where your wounds. Yeah. But I was really? like, there's no way they're going to come no, over and play awesome. like one set. No, especially uh-huh. like unadvertised. Like That would have been great. That would have been really cool. Oh, mm-hmm. That would have been amazing. Not, not into it? No. You don't like the new <laughs> album? What, Way of Wounds? Yeah. yeah. Don't know, yeah, saw them. But I'm a massive Converge fan, everyone knows that. I've got a fucking massive, dumb Converge fan. (laughs) um, But I saw Way Wings last year uh, at, yeah, it was at a Colossal Weekend. It was the same festival that Merle had their um, record release show at, and Way Wings were headlining. I was really, again, it was one of those things where I was really looking forward to it. and I hadn't really listened to the record that much. I kind of really wanted to base it on just seeing them live and stuff. Yeah. Um, just obviously knowing how much I love Converge and stuff. And yeah, I weren't really into it. Yeah. What I will say is like, <clears throat> instrumentally, I quite enjoyed it. Jacob Bannon, a singer, <laughs> he is not. Um, <laughs> he sounds unbelievably miserable. He is he not. And there are, I think there are many people who get away with not being good singers. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, yeah. I think people who are not particularly good singers still sing in a way that's very emotive and very powerful and it's listenable for that reason. Yeah. Mm. I don't think Wayne Rooms is that. Okay. Um, so what you're saying is, is he needs the share effects. Yeah. Well, That's such a niche joke. Yeah. Bit, yeah. Bit, yeah. Bit just of real, real love after, real love after love. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we need some real fucking auto-tune. Like, uh, um, yeah. so anyway, back to our tangent. The only, the only other rumor I heard is someone kept saying it was going to be tall, which it obviously oh, wasn't. Oh, come on. Come yeah. on. <laughs> like, that's not realistic. Um, so went to see Carbomb after that. Um, finally, I've never seen Carbomb before. <coughs> Love Carbomb. And yes, is all I've got to say yeah. about that. Yes. Uh, yet again, a band that usually have lighting effects, and we were talking about this before, 
and didn't bring their lightning effects for whatever reason or didn't have them, which is fine. Didn't take away from their set at all. Fair. I'll be honest, I kind of half listened to that set from outside the tent because I had to go and do a beer run to the car. Nice. Uh, but, I mean, guitar sounds like a laser. And Sick. Yeah. heavy as all fuck. Yeah. They sound like a car bomb. It's one of the most appropriate names a band has ever had. Yeah, they're, they're like... <laughs> like a steering wheel smashing through your face. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're 100% like mathcore, but they've got metal vocals. Like their yeah. vocalist is this huge guy. Um, and yeah, absolutely uh, mint. And yeah, when walking out of that tent, I saw a lot of people, and inside the tent, a lot of people had no idea who Carbon were. <laughs> wow, and that's wild were blown, <laughs> And were blown away. That's wild to me that people, I don't know, it's wild to me that people go to Arc Dungeon and not know who Carbon were. Yeah, well, there, was, there was a couple stood in front of me who were the perfect example and just walked in and stood in front of us and were just <laughs> transfixed. Yeah. They were just like, and then there was four drunk guys that then walked Incredible. past me and then we're just going <clears throat> mental for them, just in the middle of the crowd, just head banging, but obviously had no idea who Carbon were. So yeah. I think they won a lot of people over. Yeah, that's so cool. um absolutely amazing. Cult of Luna were next. Yeah. Good band then. Good band. Good band. Joe Gurnon. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> so the I'm like I might describe them as Swedish post metal, um, two drummers, big sound. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, for fan, fans of Neurosis, Pelican. Yeah, Armin Ra. Armin Ra. Like, yeah. They're just amazing. So I had only I'd seen them twice before. Uh, the two times I'd seen them was both times doing the Mariner record with Julie Christmas. Maybe. Oh God. Which was so jealous. Oh, I thought that was, I thought it was not bad. No, I, I missed like, not again. No, I missed the Mariner record and I'm really upset about it. It was yeah. really special. It was really cool. But I was. It was similar to actually the first time I saw Converge was doing their Blood Moon set. So it was cool, but I was mm-hmm. like, kind of want you to play Concubine. Uh, and so Cult of Wind was similar. I was like, this this is amazing, obviously. But I'm really curious as to what a reg- regular Cult of Luna set is like. Yeah. So seeing them with the two drummers and, you know, playing stuff off like vertical. Yeah, I was going to say you'd listen to the yeah, thing else, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So the record I got into them on was vertical. Same. Um, it's probably still my favourite yeah um, and they played a couple of songs of that and just it was just like I wasn't quite in the right headspace for it partially because as we were chatting about earlier I was just getting very excited for something that was coming up later <laughs> yeah. um, but they're, they're one of those bands that are like undeniably brilliant yeah I see I'm very late <clears> to the party <throat> of um, Cult of Luna but um, my girlfriend was very surprised by that and she was like you've got to listen to them more I've listened to them pretty much constantly for the last month or so before Octangent and then obviously they're playing a show at Electric Ballroom later in the year which is going to be insane yeah. supported by A. Williams and Brutus who we also mentioned earlier um, but yeah I that set won them over but I think for me because I didn't know them as well I think 
made that better for yeah. me because I went in semi-blind to that yeah. set. Um, the lighting was really good as well. Yeah, they're such they're, a spectacle. They're just all silhouettes. Yeah, I got, a, I got a picture of like perfectly <clears throat> when the lights flashed behind them yeah. and they're all silhouettes. Yeah. Um, I think you took a picture. Oh no, was that yeah. the sugar? Or, no, you called a video of on the back of the tent. Yeah. It's just yeah. their silhouettes. Yeah, it looked yeah. amazing. Like, oh, I saw that. Yeah, they were just... Uh, and there's also like nine of them. Mm. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, I forgot to like, mention that. Yeah. So... Obviously, I mean, obviously, they have two drummers. They have three guitarists. Uh, key- them, a keyboardist. As yeah, well. bass player. And then one of the guitarists has vocals. Yeah. But it's just, like, it's kind of, like, oppressive in every possible way, like, visually, sonically. But then also, it's it has these, like, waves of just gorgeous, layered, you know... It's a big sound. It's almost post-rock that kind of just washes over you. Like, yeah. it's very enveloping. Yeah, but I, I think <sighs> bands that have, going back to how many members they've got, yeah. sometimes it's really lost. Like, yeah. three guitars is lost. Mm-hmm. It's not lost for Cold Luna no. at all. Every single member on that stage adds to that sound yeah, and sure. adds something different, for sure. Yeah. Even um, the two drums. Like, I, one thing I actually really pulled out of it was, was always chatting to someone over the weekend and... Mm. I'd always said that I'd tried um, quite a lot to try and find a common thread through all the music that I really love. Mm. And it tends to come back to dynamics. Like, bands that use dynamics really well are the things that really resonate with me. Yeah. Having two drummers, as silly as it sounds, gives you so much more range with your dynamics because you drop out one of those drummers yeah. and then, obviously, it cuts your drums out in half. Yeah. But then when that second drummer comes back in, it just amplifies everything that you that most bands can't do with their rhythm section in that way. So going back to Cattle, that's yeah. exactly what Cattle did really well. Um, like I was saying, the, there was one drummer leading mm-hmm. um, and the other drummer would just come in and out. It's kind of accentuate uh, certain parts. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and that's what worked really well with Cattle. Um, and then probably two of the best sets of the weekend to yeah. finish the weekend, employed to... Oh, employed to... Oh, amateur. Employed to... Serve that beer up. Uh, oh, oi. Um, oh, so, <laughs> employed to serve was my set of the weekend. Wow. Hands down set of the weekend. Yes. Um, I don't care what anybody else says. They were mental. <laughs> they, were, they just came out and, as they always do, just riled the crowd up. They were like, we don't care, it's the last night you fucking move like get your asses moving um and i was covered in mud by the end as sorry about that yeah sorry Uh, yeah amazing yeah uh yeah incredible band they're one of the few bands that well i say few bands one of the bands that will consistently get me out of Mosh retirement, which I'm definitely not in. You're um, like 18 years old. <laughs> you have uh, no fucking right to be in mosh retirement. Mosh hiatus. Yeah. No. Uh, I will always go in for that band, whether I want to or not. Yeah. Um, and they're I, <laughs> I tried to describe them to someone we were with over the weekend because they were like, I've not heard of this band. Should I go and see them? And I was like, the easiest and best way I can describe them is if Slipknot were a metallic hardcore band. So, and then they were like. That sounds like a good time. Yeah. Um, but there's yeah, so much more than that. So much more than that. And Sammy fucking Irwin, 
his stage presence is so amazing. Sammy's he's, amazing. He's yeah. one of the most metal people on earth. Sam, yeah. Sammy is the most metal person I've ever met. Yeah, like, <laughs> he was he was double deathing all weekend. He had a death hoodie and then a battle jacket with a death did. patch on it. Yeah. Sam, Sammy Owen has been in more bands than any person I've yeah. ever met in my life, and they're all sick. They're all we, sick, and he's still <laughs> way younger than I am. We, one of my friends was asking about this earlier, and I didn't have the answer. So, what bands has he been in before? So he's also uh, in Renounced. He was in Renounced. Oh, okay. um, yeah, Oblivionized. Oblivionized. Regurgitate Good Life. Um, and then a whole host of other bands going uh, back, like dating back to like the MySpace days, basically. He was also in a band called Mouth Breather. Mouth Breather. Which was with members of... Yeah. God, they're like a Belgian grind band. They're called, I don't know how you say it. It's like Leng... Leng Che? Leng Che. Leng Che. Leng Che. Leng Che, yeah. Members of Leng Che. Just like the one person who has been in a million cool bands. Yeah. And... Also worth noting that when he was 14 years old, one of the first projects he ever started, which whenever his parents would ask about it, he'd have to abbreviate to CSB. CSB. Uh, was called Cumstained Bowels. Yeah. <laughs> so, nice. Go and try and dig them out somewhere. Man like Sammy Owen. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he climbed the uh, scaffolding at one yeah. point. And just in the middle of the crowd, not with his, not with his guitar, just to climb up there and just shout at people. <clears throat> just let around, had a shout, had a point. And then uh, uh, and surfed back to stage. And surfed back and, and got back on stage. Yeah. But yeah, their energy... Yeah, again, because I think probably most of them were there all weekend. Yeah, uh, as far as I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, and like I say, and I don't know how they had so much energy. Mm-hmm. Like, I was dead after that set. Yeah, it was. And I stood on the spot and had Yeah. It was, um, it was a very good time. And I have it on good authority that Justine, as soon as she came on stage sank two points as fast as she could. Nice. To go enjoy uh, and enjoy uh, Mushuga. Yeah, the heaviest band on earth. Yeah, exactly. Fact. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, Mushuga, oh. right? Mushuga. So I was saying for most of the weekend, and I feel like I need a disclaimer, I, I am their PR. <laughs> so I am a little bit biased. Wait, who do you work for? Uh, Nick's Bass, you've probably heard of them. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. okay. I wasn't uh, sure. I it's that label were... that you keep sending all your music to and we just ignore. Oh. I mean, firstly... You've never sent it. <laughs> I've never, I've never sent any of our music to Nuclear Blast. Secondly, if I've emailed Nuclear Blast, it's only so I can try and persuade them to fire you. <laughs> True. Um, three times. Fourth attempt to cancel me. Yeah. <laughs> but I made a point of going around all weekend and either telling people that Meshuggah was already the best set of the weekend. Yeah, true. Or telling people that hadn't seen Meshuggah that if they didn't watch Meshuggah, they were dead to me. Okay. Because Meshuggah are one of the few bands on earth that I will not hear a single bad word against. Meshuggah are one of the greatest bands in the world. Yeah. It is. They are the heaviest band on earth. Yeah. And I have seen some very heavy bands in my time, but none of them are Meshuggah. In your time? In my time. Oh, in my eight, six eight, months. Oh, <laughs> yeah. in, my, in my two years on this earth. Yeah. Look, um, Get around. <laughs> the yeah, nuclear blast of it. <laughs> yeah, they're live I've heard Nightwish. <laughs> um, Ghost Love Score is the heaviest. <laughs> the heaviest song of the night. Uh, but yeah, they're the best. Yeah, well, and they're... Production and light show and stuff was. Yeah, that's what I was about yeah. to say. Absolutely fucking insane. So, the, the, pretty much the polar opposite of what we were saying about battles. They had. And I actually. I, 
don't know if I should necessarily be saying this. One of the Arctangent team went up to their tour manager and said, oh, we've for the first time this year, we've got this big fuck-off screen on the main stage. Have you got any visuals we want to put on it? And he quite bluntly turned around and said, no, we have the best backdrop in the world. Which <laughs> arguably they do. Yes. It's this horrible, like, mechanical abomination thing. And then they have these huge, like, lighting towers on stage. Yeah. And everything fits so perfectly with the music and this is a really good example of lighting that really accentuates a band show again it's not needed but having it is it just makes everything so much more mesmerizing because yeah. it's like such a driving relentless and ever-changing sound yeah but they're just yeah every time i've ever every time i've ever seen Mushuga at a festival it doesn't matter where they've played in the lineup whether they've been in the middle of the day like at a download or they've headlined or you know really low down on the lineup they've made everyone else sound like shit <laughs> they just have that ability <clears throat> to make everyone else sound like garbage yeah. yeah and they're so good like how how do they manage to do that mm. like yeah just, it's mind blowing. I'm in awe, like always. I'm in awe whenever I see them. Um, <laughs> so, what were the highlights of the set list for you? Oh, God, they dropped Future Breed Machine like three songs in. It was insane. They were like, oh, here's one that starts with an air raid siren. Yeah. And yeah. it was incredible. And then, so for me, again, at this time, I was really quite intoxicated. Yeah. Because I made a point. I was like, I'm going to drink every beer in sight before my sugar come on stage. <laughs> I'm going to have the greatest time on earth. But they, um, they played Bleed, which is their pop single obviously yeah. uh, cult banger yeah. <laughs> cult banger yeah I was having this conversation with someone that's like isn't it nuts that they drop bleed and everyone goes mental like someone's just like someone's just playing Last Resort at a new metal night <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it's like an eight minute long polyrhythm filled fucking nightmare yeah but people um, go off like it's fucking rolling by Limbisky yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. sick um, but they finished that and I was like oh fuck that's the end of the set like that was so incredible but because I was drunk, I forgot that they hadn't played Demiurge, and they went straight into that. Which they is they're great, the greatest song they've ever written, and they know that because oh, they. I mean, not probably. okay. I don't know if it's the greatest song they've ever <laughs> written, but it is their. It's so ultimate good. party banger. Yeah. Demiurge is Meshuggah's ultimate party banger, <laughs> and when you, <laughs> if Meshuggah had no ultimate party banger, and when you hear that opening riff. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. In the words just... of in the words of the aforementioned Sammy Irwin, it's like their rotten soil by Entombed. Yeah. The ultimate party banger. It is the ultimate party banger. Um, yeah, it's just insane. And like, they um, I know a lot of people weren't super into their last record. Like, I mean, I've not heard anyone say anything overtly bad about it, but it's like, um, it's one of those records that when people are like thinking about their discography people tend to be like Obzen or nothing or Chaos yeah, or whatever yeah, Chaos but they played like Born in Dissonance I think they played Monstro City and then they also played the other big bang like Clockworks I think mm-hmm. off that record mm-hmm. and that stuff live it's like the mechanical side of stuff which is kind of partially what they're known for is ramped up so much and it's live it's just mesmerising but yeah. I mean they're also a band that you know obviously widely uh, kind of spoken about because 
they invented a subgenre of sorts, <laughs> uh, whether yeah. they wanted to or not, or whatever. Um, gentrified music. Gen- <laughs> say. Gentrified. Yeah. Uh, Gen- gentrified. And they still sound gentrified a now. thousand times better than any band that has ever tried to, you know, rip off their sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's, yeah. it's genuinely insane, and I can't see myself listening to anything but Meshuggah for the next two weeks. Nice. And that was the perfect way to end the weekend and yeah. wrap up the podcast. Um, so before we finish up, guys, uh, anything to plug from either of you? Uh, any shout outs? Um, we've started the greatest band of all time. Shout out to <laughs> What are we called? That's up for debate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Joe and I started a band a while ago. <laughs> Can't believe we're actually shouting this out. Yeah. <laughs> Are we shouting this out? We started a band a while ago. Um, Best thing ever. We've had about four or five different band names in that time. Cool. Um, we can't really seem to settle on one because they're all bad. Big shit. <laughs> but the band itself is very, very good. Yeah, amazing. What I will say is... is when Greatest we... bass player on earth. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I've really been practising. Um, if When we do eventually... Play a show, when come we do eventually, Yeah, come through... Spin kicks. Come through uh, New River Studios. <laughs> um, come, come through... New Crossing or yeah. wherever it is that's going. That's going to be. Also, you're in an actual band. Maybe yeah, talk yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's going on with Ithaca? Uh, my actual band, Ithaca. Um, oh god, that's so annoying. Yeah, we have lots of really cool stuff coming up um, towards the end of the year. Nice. None of which has been announced yet, and okay. none of which I can actually tell you about, which is really irritating. Damn it! But please believe me when I say. If you do for some reason like my band, yeah. then uh, keep an eye out, I guess, because it's loads of cool shit. Yeah. Also, your album is going to be in top 10 albums of the year, I reckon. Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. thank you. That's so nice of you. Yeah. yeah. Like, people, I know people. a lot of people, when we got to midway point in the year, were doing their, like, half of the year, like, album of the year things. Yeah. And... Yeah, flatteringly, lots of people put us in their like so far album of the year things. So yeah, I don't know. There's still another half of the year, and lots of really cool shit to come out. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, check the check the album out. It's really really good. Yeah. Oh shit! I'm supposed to be plugging it. Sorry. Yeah. I'm supposed Go to like on. be yeah. Check out my album. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, tell me what's my, yeah, the language of injury. Out on Holy Raw Records. I'm being a dick, no, but honestly, uh, it is it is really good. Um, yeah. Good album. Solid. Good album. band. Yeah. Good band. Good band. Good album. Says, good band. Uh, Joe Non, Nuclear Blast, 2019. Um, <laughs> so yeah, thanks guys. That I think that's a perfect note to end on. Yeah, so, that was great. Thank you. I'm so sorry, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>